0: Blob Talk
1: Radio. Africa 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 is the center of the world. Latitude zero,
0: longitude zero. Planned by the creator. Phyxanthropus was the first man found on the earth Okay. so vast so great the African grace when you give the color of life
2: universal harmony the earth supports our conscious effort for sustained humanity
0: human beings
3: to go, and it wasn't a show. We gave birth to a style like a precocious child, feeling the passion for life, erasing away all the strife. telling our tales with verbal mail, putting honey on the blade, creating language to persuade, share who we've always been, always a blessing, never a sin. We are doo-wop and bebop and hip-hop, and we don't stop. Our mother gave birth to everyone on earth So we echo her call And always walk tall Because we're hips to the world So we create black pearls that everyone can wear That everyone can share We can't live in despair So we shine everywhere On and on On and on
4: like to welcome you to Africa on the Moon. As your host, Brother Africa, it's always an honor and a privilege to come to your homes this evening, where we can speak truth to the powerless and the powerful. Today, on the 24th of July, 2022, our theme is, it's all about the money. That's right, we said it. It's all about the money. so the various articles and situations that we'll be discussing, we'll have a direct relationship to understanding as essence of the whole all about the money. So like always, we invite you to join in with us by dialing 323-679-0841 and as we see all the time, we may not give you what you want, but we're definitely going to try to give you what you need. We're in the seat, and we're going to take the heat. As we decide it, we're going to stand the hat. And to do that, I am a political panelists analyst for today's program. We have a full house today. And at this point in time, we'd like to bring in our brother, Brother Anthony, and welcome him to Africa on the move. Welcome, Brother Anthony.
5: Thanks for having me, Brother Africa. Revolutionary greetings to you. Uh, the fellow panelists and the listening audience. My name is Anthony Williams. I'm an organizer for the All-African People's Revolutionary Party, GC. Objective Pan-Africanism, the total liberation and unification of Africa under scientific socialism.
4: Thank you, Brother Anthony. And from Brother Anthony, we're going to make our transition to Brother Haki and bring him in. Brother Haki, welcome to Africa on the move.
6: Hey, Brother Africa. Thanks for having me. My name is Haki Kumathamashoki. Currently, I'm with African Awareness, and of course, you know, my thing, Brother Africa, is all about the institution building. But one of the things, we talk, but one of the things that's just very, very important in terms of institution building is it's a realization in terms of uh, the motives of some of the most powerful people in society. One of the things that we have to be very, very clear on when we talk about fascism, we can't talk about it without an understanding of the relationship between fascism itself and the political leadership. So when when politicians speak, uh, when when billionaires speak, we should we should I uh, think we should listen very very carefully in terms of what they what they express, because clearly the role they play in terms of forming uh, fascism is a very important one. And so when they say something. We have to take it very, very seriously, and we have to listen very, very carefully. Now, having said that, brother Africa, I want you to check this out because we have to realize the the important terms of the political embrace uh, in the society among very powerful people when they desire to see fascism come to America. Now, economic decline historically has served as the basis of fascism. Fascism is often preceded by leading political figures and doctrines espousing the legitimacy of fascism. In the U.S., according to the Washington Post editorial, the conservative editorial offered by Evan Burke Foundation called the Conservative Manifesto lays out this rationale for fascism. The manifesto states, quote, nations are not a form of political organization of struggles and limitations, successful in some places and dysfunctional in others. Nations are the only genuine alternative to universalist ideologies seeking to impose a homogenizing, locally-strong imperium over the entire globe. In other words, uh, the struggle against fascism is primary. Now implication in this statement is the role of, of order undoubtedly carried out by Western states to forge a global order and benefit of Western states. Fixation on order, on, on order presupposes Western states have an obligation to crush dissent or any expression that undermines right-wing political unity. Strategies for right-wing unity, political unity that is, in the U.S. have manifested in a myriad of ways. Recent Supreme Court rulings have been have seen draconian rulings magnifying the power of the state. Some examples, overturning Roe versus Wade, weakening the wall between church and state, weakening the laws to discourage police abuse, in particular the Miranda warnings. All lay discretion at the door of power while delegitimizing the most basis of human rights. While state power is the most effective way to bring the population into compliance, strategies that assist the population to internalize values that oppose their own self-interest is best facilitated by organizations and on individuals working in concert with state institutions to achieve the desired impact. Laura Ingram, for example, texts Trump during the January 6th insurrection, imploring him to end the insurrection, not because it threatens democracy, but because it reveals the underbelly of the political system in terms of both corruption and duplicity. Ingram reasoned, quote, if the insurrection persists, credibility of both Black Lives Matter and Antifa will be magnified, end quote, threatening the economic and political interests of the ruling, ruling class. Now, maintaining the facade of white unity across class lines is the indispensable strategy of fascism. While Congress pretends to be interested in the day-to-day challenges of working and or poor white people, by engaging in misdirection critical race theory, 1619, uh, et cetera, the more effective strategy is the use of political figures on the ground employing groups to stand up for white rights. While individuals like Margaret Green, Greene, Lauren Boberg and Jim Jordan are optimistic as they come, Barry of a Republican out of Georgia, took the opportunism a step further by actually engaging in behavior that's conspiratorial. Providing a tool tool to insurrectionists the day before the January 6th insurrection provided a strategic picture of the Capitol layout. Promoting himself as down for the people, specifically white people, his action established a precedent which suggests right-wing political figures' actions are in line with the interests of white people. Now, without question, economic decline in the U.S. is probable. This decline is exacerbated by a Federal Reserve ending the money printing. Federal Reserve currently removes $47.5 billion from circulation, which will rise to $90 billion by the summer's end. This reduction of money in the system will result in more corporate borrowing, decline in stock and trigger purchases, given the fact that inflation cuts into to yields, and decrease in foreign investment. These concerns are evident in lieu of inflation rates well beyond 9%. Excessive, excessive inflation levels have negatively impacted business activity, but not profits. Uh, what right do corporations have? <coughs> corporations have the right to profit and direct the economy without repercussions. Arbitrarily inflating prices create higher costs, thereby reducing demand for both labor and business expansion. Both are critical to the economy, but the rights of wealth to benefit at all costs are embedded in the Constitution. It is magnified in times of economic distress. And because fascism is a manifestation of economic decline, the privileges afforded corporations increases, not decreases, despite the negative impact on society and the economy generally. Business practices normally associated with prudent business practices are suspended in order to accommodate the worst kind of corporate corruption or with government's consent. Now, business continue to discard economic principles we have taken to arbitrary inflating costs above goods and services along with selling prices. This has resulted in profit margins, according to Mike Consone, or profit margins that are unprecedented. As these excessive profits, <clears throat> are these excessive profits reinvested into businesses to expand employment? Of course not. Instead, these profits are used to pay shareholders' higher dividends. This business practice is justified under the guise, most businesses see a deep recession on the horizon, and investing in production and employment will be foolish, according to these corporations. Ironically, economic decline does invite uncertainty. In 2017, a few examples. Evidence revealed the Department of Defense wasted tens of billions of dollars in search of technical weaponry created by contemplating exploding, exploding, exploding nuclear weapons on the moon to innovate superior weapons to counter foreign threats to Western domination. Global research reported documents supporting to show 10 years of viral pandemics planned between the years 2020 to 2030. Numerous documents are told by Doctors for Information out of Germany, Doctors for Truth out of Spain, and World Doctor Alliance, a consortium of physicians around the world, all concur with the dubious nature of COVID vaccines. Particular problematic was this article by Naomi Wolf, which stated, quote, spike protein lipid nanoparticles does not stay in the injection site, but within 48 hours travel through the blood to the liver, spleen, adenoids, lymph nodes, and women's ovaries, end quote. When it was further revealed side effects on Pfizer and Moderna vaccines included rashes, shingles, herpes-like conditions, a range of blistering conditions, early foreshadowing symptoms of of monkeypox, clearly the interests of humanity are not being served. Interestingly enough, fascism does not concern itself with the interests of humanity. Political decisions are also crafted to facilitate the worst possible outcomes. Recently in the U.S., domestic terror prevention bill was voted down by all but one Republican. The bill would have empowered federal agencies to focus on white supremacist terror and identify white supremacists in law enforcement. Essentially, the bill was an attempt <clears throat> to turn the biggest trick on funding the country, but Republicans voted against it. Why? There is no doubt fascism cannot be carried out without foot soldiers by creating political conditions favorable to fascism, then affording cover to those prone to carry out fascism. Republican officials perceived their actions to be in their own self interest. Oddly enough, Fascism as a system has not been successful in such itself thing the long term. The only success with fascism has been economic dislocation and needless killing of those earmarked by the state as the enemy. As right-wing political leaders continue to make the case African Jews, gays, Muslim people represent an existential threat by virtue of difference, differentness. The challenge for African people and others is what preparations are being contemplated in lieu of inevitable? And i close with that, Brother Africa.
1: Thank
4: you, Brother Haki. Next, we make our transition to the man with the master plan. Brother Moses, welcome to Africa on the Move.
7: Thank you. Thank you, Brother Africa. And greetings to everyone within the town of my voice, especially the illustrious panelists. It is a pleasure and an honor to be among you. My name is Robert Andrew Moses. I've been in the struggle for scientific socialism. From the moment I was introduced to Marxism, during a government class back in my high school years, 1968. I call Marxism the race to cure racism. I bear witness that there's one God, Jesus, who is the author and finisher of my faith, and that Mao tongue, is his messenger for government. Fathers, help your children. We don't reverse correct verdicts. I'm pro-choice, and I vote. I believe women hold up half the skies. Therefore, I put an Equal Rights Amendment, E-R-A-S, and the struggle continues to be to hold up the truth and um, in, in space of all the lies and propaganda and um, we have to get to the bottom line on all issues, including the January ninth issue January sixth issue rather as a as one of the primary issues facing this country at this moment in time and so I support the investigation and I hope that the DOj will respond with the indictment. Uh, I want to thank you for allowing me to be on the show,
4: Brother Africa. Thank you. No problem, Brother Moses. You know we got your back because you got out. We next will bring in our sister, Fannie Lou Hamer, who is sick and tired of being sick and tired. So we bring in our sister, Eleanor, and we'd like to welcome her to Africa on the Move. Welcome, Sister Eleanor.
2: Thank you, Brother Africa and fellow panelists. Uh, Good evening to uh, my fellow panelists and to our listening audience here and abroad. And uh, I support Brother Moses. I hope this January 6th committee really gets down and brings uh, the uh, culprit to justice. And I uh, look forward to this evening's show, and thank you so much for having me, Brother Africa.
4: Thank you, Sister Eleanor, and we go to, we have our own freedom fighter, our own revolutionary, our own subukwe. We pray to, pray to you, by the name of Brother Maurice, we'd like to welcome him to Africa on the moon. Welcome, Brother Maurice.
8: Thank you, thank you, Brother Africa, again for having me here again tonight on this wonderful show, Africa on the Move. It's always a pleasure to be here with you and our fellow fellow pan- panelists. Again, my name is Brother Maurice. I am a organizer, uh, 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 a worker for the people, a supporter of AAPRPGC, and I'm also an organizer of PRSP, the Pan African Revolutionary Socialist Party. At, at this point, we in the seat taking the heat. We are taking the heat. Africa is on fire. Africans all over the world is on fire. We we are right now in perishing, and the only solution is Pan-Africanism at this point. Thank you for having me.
4: Thank you, Brother Maurice. And right now, you listen to the host, Brother Africa. This is Africa on the move. What we're going to do? We're going to pause for the call. So we're going to take a revolutionary culture break. But when we return, we'd like for you to join us by dialing in at 323 as we discuss what's going on in your world and in the community. This is Africa on the move, and we need a little, what do you call it, a little booster. But sometimes we, we get a little weak, and we lose our mind and forget who we are. So we're going to play this song just for you. This is your booster shot
1: for the day.
9: Portland And you come from where West-
10: Du Congo, Congo pour un Congo Nouveau, Madame Patricia Lokoa, Servant, Banaya Congo, Tolyana,
1: Africa, B, D Sang, Congo.
10: I you good boy, I'm a 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 good boy, i am a good boy i am a good boy i am a good boy i am a good the pupilita, the tazza, the tazza, the tazza, the tazza, mama. tazza, the tazza, the tazza, the tazza, the
1: tazza, the I'm
4: to ensure the future of Africa and African people. We will have some discussions as it relates to our theme. It's all about the money. And we would like to have you to to participate by calling in and sharing your views and your perspectives by dialing 323-679-0841. That's right, come on every Sunday evening. Seven p.m. Eastern Time, U.S. Spread the word. But like always, when we talk about our theme, we're gonna start off with our first segment, and that segment is what's going on in your world and the community, brother. High key, lead us off. What's going on in your world and the community?
6: Well, brother Africa, you know, I have to, you know, really. Um Give some, some, some focus on this whole question around system-based solutions to police abuse and or killings. Uh, one of the things that there's just uh, disbelief among so many, that in fact that the solution to, to police uh, killings and misconduct uh, relies within the context of, of system, systematic planning. But clearly when you look at, at the, the, the kind of plans formulated uh, by the system to address you know, police killings and misconduct, uh, the problem persists. So clearly uh, there is something askew in terms of, you know, police state solution in terms of combating uh, police violence and killings. But anyway, Brother Africa, I I want you to check this out because I think this is very, very key in terms of getting to the crust of the problem in terms of the system as it relates to police violence and uh, misconduct. Now, recently Sheriff uh, Sam Dobbins of Lexington, Mississippi, conveyed his enthusiasm over killing 13 people during his law enforcement career. He was particularly animated in recalling the killing of an African man by shooting him over 119 times. This type of disproportionate use of force can only exist to the, to the point such abuse is sanctioned by the state. Indeed, the, uh, this unspoken decree undermining the value of African lives is brazenly clear in the kinds of human rights violations that on African people in response from top law enforcement, both state and federal, refuses to acknowledge, let alone indict police officers who violate the purported terms of duty. In order to highlight this inconsistency of police actions in carrying out its duties and the interest of the state to resist reforms holding the police accountable, some recent cases have come to light questioning the recalcitrant posture of law enforcement officials' content to resist meaningful change to minimize police misconduct, minimize, not totally eliminate. Before I mention specific cases unders- <clears throat> underscoring the level of inertia present in law enforcement system. Some context is needed to appreciate the complexity involved in attempting to bring about an equitable law enforcement system that's both fair and professional in interacting with the public. In this regard, the state of Minnesota is particularly instructive. Now, according to Sarah Lamb, Minnesota plans to invest $1 million for an early intervention system that would monitor police practices or behaviors that would alert top officials of potential problems with, with officers. The problem with this system is twofold. First, this type of software already exists in most police uh, precincts in the U.S. As a recommendation by the Department of Justice during the George Floyd protest, Department of Justice adjusted as a way to weed out bad police, this software could be very, very useful. But it was not, which brings me to my second point. After installation of the software, police departments were sabotage the software usefulness by altering data that was critical of police. Often information was entered incorrectly, realigning variables, that justify police actions oftentimes according to the side tribe tribune information was not listed at all Implication being the culture of policing is deeply embedded the, U- the us versus them mentality prevailed any technology perceived to be a benefit to them the community will be rejected by political departments throughout the u.s this attitude toward people color was, was even more poignant poignant because of the presumption among many police Socioeconomically economically depressed communities are prone to crime, and with that, the presumption of guilt. Now, having said that, the first case. The first case involved Brandon Calloway, a 25 engineering graduate, <clears throat> while visiting his father, accepted a door-dash assignment for for extra spending money. After completion of his assignment, he was en route to his father's home. Police alleged he ran a stop sign at the end of the cul-de-sac. Police allege he disregarded siren and proceeded to flee into his father's home. Cops in pursuit, with one one officer weapon in hand, chased Calloway upstairs, proceeded to taser him. This is when the police story gets very interesting. Police police allege the taser had no effect on Calloway. If the taser had no effect on Calloway, assuming his brain did not assess the electrical voltage in his body, why would the officer holster his weapon Since since a person capable of withstanding an electrical discharge suggests his brain is truly not working properly, which largely would su- suggest an increase to the- in the threat level. So why, host of, your- so why host of your weapon? Placing the weapon in his holster suggests even if the taser did not affect calories physically, securing the rest had-, <coughs> had been Achieved, could have been achieved without excessive beating of Calloway using a baton. The fact that baton was used to strike his head area resulted in forced stitches should compare top officials to acknowledge for a traffic stop the beating of Calloway was excessive. Now the second case. Crystal Shaw was an African out of Texas. Shaw, 42 years of age, was arrested for public intoxication. Shaw was, in, was handcuffed by police officer James Gillen in Beaumont, Texas and taken to the local police precinct. Once, uh, once inside, Officer Gillen slammed the handcuffed shawl headfirst into the concrete floor. Placing himself for 20 hours without medical care, he was forced to lay his excrement and une before 24 hours later being taken to the hospital. It was confirmed the vertebrae of his spinal column was damaged, resulting in paralysis from the waist down. Now, slamming an incapacitated person, uh, resulting from being drunk, is an inconsolable and despicable act, but slamming a person while handcuffed is criminal, pure, and simple. Given the level of depravity exhibited by this police officer, one would think police officials would be outraged. Opposite to, a ra- opposite to, to outrage, what materialized was the circling of, of wagons police officials engage in when their subordinates engage in crimes under the color of law. Now, the opportunity to remedy police misconduct clearly reveals itself when federal governments are compelled by mass movements to address systematic abuse by police. This process is greatly expedited when law. Local law enforcement officials resist systematic pressures to look the other way and instead perform duties of policing, which are prerequisite for the retainment of justice, irrespective of where the the investigation leads. Certainly, one of the first prerequisites in the pursuit of truth (coughs) by making available all footage available on Mr. Mr. Shaw's ordeal while in police precinct and the criminality of Officer Gillen, unfortunately, the police department has chosen to side with tradition, a tradition historically opposed to the justice of African people. And I'll close with that.
4: Thank you, Brother haki Next we're going to go to Brother Anthony. Brother Anthony, what's going on in your world in the community? Brother Anthony.
5: Okay. A few events of significance. uh Uh, taking place in the African Diaspora. One is the uh, 69th anniversary of the attack on the Mankata barracks, which took place uh, July 26, 1953. And this uh, attack on the Mankata which was to make weapons available to the Cuban masses in Santiago de Cuba, was to spark uh, the Revolutionary War that led to the uh, culmination of the Cuban Revolution on January 1st, 1959. Another event is the election of Gu- Gustavo Petro, uh, president-elect, and Francia Marquez, vice president-elect of Cuba. Uh, they're going to be sworn in on August seventh, 2022. Uh, this Anthony. will be the first... Can yeah.
4: I stop you for one second? I know that was a mis- mishap. You meant a Colombia and not Cuba.
5: Colombia, uh, my, my, my apologies. Okay, uh, Colombia, and uh, this would be the first uh, socialist uh, government elected uh, to power in Cuba in two uh, hundred. 200- uh, some odd uh, years of uh Colombian independence. Also uh the All African People's Revolutionary Party, GC, is sending a delegation uh to uh to uh honor uh this the inauguration of uh, uh of of and uh this historical process. Uh, Francia Marquez is uh is an Afri- is uh is a Colombian of African descent and uh she would be the first uh, uh African uh, vice president elected in Colombia and uh we uh we salute the masses of uh African Colombians because they're an inspiration and show what is impossible what is possible when the masses of people get organized.
4: Thank you, Brother Anthony. Next we we'll go to Brother Moses. Brother Moses, what's going on in your world in the community, Brother Moses?
7: Thank you, thank you. Um this is um everybody's talking about um events that I had in mind. Um I don't want to repeat repeat repeat. Um but definitely I should say the election in Columbia is definitely historic and and should be honored uh, for its its significance. Um, I the January sixth committee I already mentioned in the introduction that um they are investigating and um uh, everything's pointing to Trump and um uh, his, his his uh culpability and um I I would think that the Justice Department would not be able to ignore this and that the people united will be able to defeat Trump and his his plan, his fascist plan. Um I'm not sure that I have anything uh other than that to contribute at this moment. Thank you.
4: Thank you, Believe Moses. We now we'll go to Sister Eleanor. Sister Eleanor, what's going on in your world in the community?
2: Well, um, thanks. um, Brother Anthony brought up uh Pedro's and uh, the and uh, the election in Colombia, but also um something very important happened is that uh Steve Cohen, I believe his name is, was sentenced or is due for sentencing in the death of George Floyd. That's, uh, I'm sorry, Steve um, Bannon <clears throat> is due for sentencing coming up <clears throat> uh, in the in the death of George Floyd. So. Um, he's facing a a fine and or prison time. Uh, um, uh, I don't know what's going Oh, Steve Bannon, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Steve Bannon as the Trump affiliate that uh, is facing a fine or uh, imprisonment for not showing up at the January 6th hearing. But in addition to that, one of the officers that... uh, was convicted, he was found guilty of uh, a lesser charge than murder in the death of George Floyd for holding his feet down, and he's due for sentencing. So we hope that uh, justice will be served and that he'll get an appropriate sentence. And we also hope that uh, even though Congress uh, doesn't have the authority of the police uh that uh Steve Bannon will uh be reckoned with in the fact that he has ignored uh uh he's ignored uh his subpoenas. He just acts he's he's uh he's not responded and we really need to get down to the bottom of this January uh sixth insurgence. And uh I'd like to mention that uh, Sri Lanka had a uh uh kind of a a takeover of their government but it was without violence it wasn't led by any political party and that's a country where one family seems to run the entire government government and uh uh is interested in and in how interesting how different what happened here in this country with the insurgents uh by, by violent take over the U.S. capital, the U.S. government, and how in Surlaika they managed to have uh, the president leave the country, resign, leave the country, and the citizens to take over the presidential palace and the seat of government and not vandalize it, not deprecate, not do any of these violent things, but to treat it like uh the the treasure it was and operated more like a museum rather than vandalizing and the violence and the depth that we saw in this country on January 6th. So we'll see where we go from there. But we had just one political example that came up last week. Sri Lanka, president, once again, not to be redundant, president's gone and uh There's a new one put in in his place, but the people aren't particularly satisfied with him because he seems to be a puppet of the previous president's uh, uh, cottage industry, which was the nation of Sri Lanka. The middle class got fed up because they couldn't have access to their daily luxuries, such as gasoline or their things they need, like coffee and gas and things like that. But here... Um, we continue to see uh, police violence uh, uh, across the nation. We continue to see the increasing militarization of the police in this country. And we continue to see uh, the codification, people uh, trying to make a law for everything. And the real, the real thing we need at this time is just, uh, Uh, a a revolution to organize the people and to prepare for the upcoming election in November and to make sure people are registered to vote and take action. Thanks, Brother Africa, once again, for having me. And that's it for what's going on
4: immediately in my world. In your world. Thank you, my sister. Next, we're going to have Brother Maurice. Come and talk to us, Brother Maurice. What's going on in your world and the community?
8: Yes. As I stated earlier earlier Africa and Africans is on fire. This heat is killing us and this capitalism, oppression, slavery is killing us even more. Um one th- one uh current event that I will focus on is right here in the in the United States of America, um, Congress, uh Congress maps are showing that black districts are being gutted, uh, tremendously. Uh, this, this article comes from Bloomberg, uh, Bloomberg news. The article states that, that there are 22 majority black districts in the, in the current Congress. Next year, there will only be, there will, there will be as few as nine. All right. Um, the article states that one of the, one of the, uh, issues that is leading this, um, this this decrease is uh, decades long black migrations to the suburbs. A lot of Africans was moving to the sur- suburbs due to gentrification. <laughs> one of the major reasons of gentrification, uh basically a a a a a sense of colonialism, um, and also the the article points out Detroit. At one time, Detroit was known to have a eighty percent I mean, the city is 80% black, but the district, the congressional district only represents 45% or 44% blacks. So, you know, and I go not to be critical, but to be truthful, even when, you know, we we have uh, black legislators or black congressmen in, at the White House uh, re- representing our, our areas of, of black folks. We still don't get true liberation, brothers and sisters. We still don't get the true freedom that we deserve. Uh, we deserve, deserve. Most of these uh, black congressmen, they, they, are, they function as a neocolonialist, as a sellout, and they only benefit their selves, themselves. I'm, I mean, we see this over and over again. My city of Richmond have a black mayor, and he is just representing himself. He representing himself. Well, you know, while the masses of black folks are homeless, our school is horrible, our, our living wages is horrible, everything is rising, except for, you know, but I digress. Uh, it's pan-Africanism or perish at this point. If we don't organize more than ever on a day-to-day basis, we are dying and we're going to continue dying. But that's what's going on in my, in my neck of the woods.
4: Thank you, Brother Maurice, and to our listening audience. If you haven't heard about it now, we would like to make this quick announcement in regards to the African Awareness Association. They have postponed their freedom ride tour to January 2023, the dates that has been set. They are on the 23rd to the 30th as part of this particular freedom ride in terms of the cultural exchange given a chance to participate in some of the acts as related relates to the Havana Jazz Festival. We've so been given more time to get your duckies together and come on board, so put that down on your calendar. Right now, we're going to take a quick membership culture break and when we come back, we will continue the discussion. What's going on in your world and the community? This is apical on the moon oh, yeah, oh,
1: yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah.
4: Not just in almia, South Africa, but all over the world, particularly in the u s being documented the u s as being the first apartheid state in the world. We must do that, we must do it in the organized country's faction at this point in time, we like to we'd like to alert our listeners that we may have some technical difficulties um, on this program because there are some issues going on with our board. But we're going to fight through it and continue to travel down the road to liberation. So if we have any disruption, just bear with us. Like they say, if the enemy is not doing nothing to you, then you must not be doing anything worthwhile. So we're going to continue to move forward our way and backwards now. As you talk about what's going on now with the community, I saw your brother Haki, you talk about this whole question of um, the behavior of the institution of, of, of the police as an institution. You know, when we look at this institution, we must understand that it represents the state, it represents the government, it represents the two political parties. That student, student of physics, they teach you, you must study, make sure that only force can stop force comes if we get tired of saying all of this uh, um terrorism going on against our people. And at some point in time we must match it or create the climate where we must be in the means have the means to force this behavior to stop. Until then, Brother Haki, it will continue to go on. There's no accident that um, there's a deliberate attempt to just brutalize and terrorize our people with the approval of the state, the U.S. government, and all of its various institutions, i.e., Democratic, Republican, Party, et cetera. But Brother Haki talked to our people, how do we put an end to this? What's your take on how do we put an end to this this, this terrorism is African <coughs> home you're and right.
6: abroad? Uh you you' you are right, Brother Africa. Uh you know, um barring, you know, mass organization, you can't stop it. I okay, think one of the things we have to fundamentally understand, you know, we keep thinking that police are here to protect and serve. That's not their function. As you alluded to, their function is to protect the apparatus of the state, in particular to protect uh property of the wealthy. That is their function. In that context, those individuals who don't have anything worth protecting uh, uh, actually uh, uh, represent a, a, a existential threat to the system at large. And this is the fundamental thing that we have to understand, you know. But in terms of being, you know, uh, you know oppressed nationalities, or, or poor people, or, uh, or, 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 um, or, 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 or 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 homeless people, or whatever status you want to attribute to people without capital. As far as the cops are concerned, you you, you constitute an existential threat because essentially what's happening is that they understand that by virtue of poverty, by the virtue of being indigent, by the virtue of not having access to those things that you need, that the, that the potential or at least the tendency of, among people is to do whatever they have to do in order to get those material things they need to survive. They understand that. In that context, it means that in your attempt to get those things that you need, You've got to get them from somewhere. Those things have to come from the powerful. Well, the police role is to make sure to stop you from getting those things from the powerful. So I hope that makes sense to people in terms of the, the philosophy behind, behind the cops. See, a lot, until we understand fundamentally, you know, that you know, when we talk about we're at war, uh, it's important people understand that we are at war. It's just not, it's just not some type of, of cliché that we, we express for the purposes of, of simply expressing it. We are at war. In the context of the capitalist system, uh, the capitalists have something to protect, that is wealth and status. Well, how do you protect the wealth and status? Well, you protect it from those who don't have. It's very, very simple. So, what, of course, they're not going to do it themselves. So who do they use in terms of protecting their wealth and status? It's the police. You know, recently, you know, uh, recently uh, during the the, uh, the, uh, the committee hearings on the January 6th, it's very interesting. They had this this, this individual, uh, this, this politician out of Missouri called uh, named Josh Hawley. Now, and this guy, you know, during the time of this insurrection, he gave the he gave threw up his fist like, yeah, I support what you're doing. But the moment these guys attempted to break down, you break down the you know, break into the White House, he fled. I mean, he ran like crazy. I mean, he's clearly he's got to be the fastest white guy in the United States. I mean, he ran like crazy. So I think, see, he, he fundamentally understands, you know, without the protection of the police that, that the that ruling class are in jeopardy. He understands that because fundamentally what happened was that those people, irrespective of the police being there, they were adamant that they are going to get to the White House and get to the people that they, they perceived as the enemy and do something with them. Well, once they started threatening that capital and started breaking down those barriers, he fled. The police were no longer there to protect him. So, in his mind, he would say that you know the, 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 the cops fundamentally failed in their in their in, 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 in their in their pursuit in terms of protecting wealth because you know they almost got to him so this is just, this is just an analogy, but it's important we understand so, you know without organization in terms of going up against a force like like the law enforcement system, you can't win. Uh, so when you think about the the when you talk, when you talk about the government on this 1033 program actually providing high-tech weaponry to the police, what do you think the implication is of giving them high-tech weaponry to, to, to the police? Now, supposedly, the police, if, if, in fact, you're there to police the community, why would you need high-tech weaponry? They're sending a message to you. They're telling the masses of people, no, 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 you will keep your place at all costs. And if you don't keep your place... And we got the weaponry, you know, to you know, to, to tame you. This is why you have to have organization. And uh, without the organization, you know, I, I do understand. Notice I'm not naive. I'm not stupid. I, I understand that people are scared. I do understand that, you know, and I understand that people are caught up in the between a rock and a hard place. I mean, part of give this mass surveillance is that you know, if you, you know, that uh, the, the potential in terms of utilizing you know, your background to deny you a job is very, very real. And I certainly understand that's a, a very real concern for people, and I understand that. But we're caught between the rock and the hard place. There's a certain paradox that exists in society. If we don't organize to protect ourselves from these police, as the situ- economic situation deteriorates even further, then it means that the means in which the police use to, to maintain control become much, much more extreme which means that uh, ultimately you know, those individuals who are not affected at this point in history in terms of police violence in five years, ten years, will be affected by it, all because we fail to organize and understand that you know, at some point you have to take a stand. So to answer your question, Brother Africa, you have to correct. In order to compete, in order to, in order to, to, to mandate uh, you receive that which is your human, your human right, you have to fight for it. It's not arbitrarily given to you. And until our people understand that fundamentally – we keep on acquiescing, taking it somehow that the state is going to intervene on our behalf to, to curtail these police, uh, the police violence and misconduct. It simply ain't going to happen because they're there to protect their power, the powerful first and first and foremost.
4: Brother Anthony, you know, when you look at the history, the origin of the so-called concept of developing this thing we call a policeman, you also understand that it came out of this concept was called slave patrol, whose jobs were to run up and keep slaves, catch the slaves, and not to enforce law and order, but to enforce social control. Given the fact it's that history is a continuation today, what do you say to the people in terms of how do we stop this continuation of terrorism, terrorizing uh, African people here in the borough? by using this institution that they call law enforcement?
5: Uh, We have to be organized, as Brother Haki correctly pointed out. Uh, Organization is actually critical because our enemy, the enemy we're dealing with is systemic. Uh, Police repression is, is systemic. It is not. Uh, it does not fall on any one individual. And the only way you can defeat uh, systemic oppression is through permanent organization. And that's something we have to understand. And the thing about and contrary to what we're taught in our school system, the police, the role of the police is to protect property. Uh, particularly the property of the bourgeoisie in a, in, in a, in a capitalist society. And that is why uh, what uh, the, the, the the violence that's perpetrated by the police keeps occurring against us, because a lot of us don't understand that, that when it comes to protection, we have to rely upon ourselves primarily allies secondarily just like in the days of chattel slavery uh you know uh and uh and uh, uh, uh during the days of chattel slavery we were somewhat clearer on who uh, on who then was we realized that the police don't give a damn about us but uh with uh desegregation and integration, we've lost uh awareness of that fact and uh and uh the only way we uh we, uh we have to organize ourselves for our own protection and to seize political power and also i want to respond briefly uh to uh uh, to brother maurice 's observation about uh you know about our uh, elected officials or appointed officials depending upon the political office, they represent the democratic republican uh, duopoly, which represents the interests of the ruling class only. They could care less about the masses of working. Africans, and indigenous people, or uh, or uh, immigrants. And uh, we have to form our own political organization, and we have to be organized in order to elect people that are accountable to us. And uh, let's see, and historically, whenever we're dispersed or scattered, we have less political power than if we're concentrated and organized. And that is why we don't have uh, political power, real political power today, because we're getting more dispersed with gentrification and, uh, and what have you. So, we ha- so permanent organization is the only solution to our problem.
4: Thank you, Brother Anthony. Brother, Brother Moses, when we talk about the law enforcement as an institution, from your perspective, what are they enforcing?
7: For Brother Moses?
4: Yes, for Brother Moses. From your perspective, yeah. when you talk about law enforcement, many people ask the question, when they? How are they enforcing?
7: How do yeah, you do the that? the property laws, they work for the state, they are enforcing the property laws of the state and the relationships that the political economy, uh, uh, perpetuates. And, um, uh, you know, that's, uh, we live in a white power structure and, uh, and it has a way of emanating and, uh, and manifesting itself, uh, with racism and bigotry. But, uh, the the ruling class, you know, has has his property and his money and his his corporations and it, it the police are there to protect them and uh, maintain law and order. Thank you.
4: Thank you, Brother Moses Sister Eleanor? Sister Eleanor. Can you tell me are they doing their job? Is they not doing their job? What needs to be done? What's your perspective on this behavior of law enforcement today?
2: On what behavior? The behavior of the militarization of the police in the United States, their job is to protect property. Uh, as you remember with Kyle Rittenhouse, the uh, the the youth who uh, shot two people murdering one, During the George Floyd demonstrations, uh, he murdered a person. He was acquitted because the purpose of the police is to protect personal property. Uh, Property apparently uh, outvalues uh, life. So uh, it's not a matter of whether or not uh, they're doing their, uh, their job the question is the the bottom line they don't represent the interests of the police uh, they don't represent the interests of the people rather they uh, so many other industries including journalism and and uh, uh, the uh, uh, what do they call it the um, the this, uh, the com- the way the computers What do they call it I, I can't think of the word I'm thinking of With the media The way it controls these young people And has them going out shooting people And they let them look at it over and over again On the computer So that it affects Subliminal seduction the, the, What did you call it? no oh, you subliminal, seduction subliminal
4: seduction Is
2: something but they a subliminal seduction is it implies that is that is unconscious but these people that are looking at this uh, at their computers reading that they're heroes when they take people's lives out I just can't think of it's a computer term that they use but um, the reality is is that uh, the the police, as um, I mentioned, the uh, uh, the 31st conge- congressional district in Texas a few weeks ago, when <clears throat> a woman named Flores, Myra Flores, was elected, the police, uh, in theory, working they are working class people, but as in the 34th district, most middle class work, jobs. Are police jobs, whether they're the sheriff or whether they're border patrol or whether they're any number of different police forces similar to DC, where the nation's capital, where they have the capital police, they have the secret police, they have the metropolitan police, they have the park police. So, so, uh, uh. In terms of it being a working-class job, that you don't have to have a great deal of education. In many instances, it only requires a high school diploma. It's a job for working-class people, but they don't serve the interests of the working class. Their job is to protect uh, property. And obviously, they failed to do that to even protect the state on January 6th. So, no, they're not doing an effective job. And they're not serving the interests of the of the people.
4: So why are we paying these taxes for so-called protection if they're not doing this? It is this another well, example we have of the, to the taxes taxation or representation?
1: The
2: wealthy, the wealthy don't pay taxes, so somebody's got to pay them, and that's the job of the people also. We paid the taxes because, as you saw, Jeff Bezos didn't pay any taxes from uh, for several years, and it was published in the Washington Post he had paid zero and this is why he uh, he was uh, allegedly the wealthiest person in the world, if not amongst the top ten. So the, the wealthy aren't paying taxes so somebody's gotta support the infrastructure in the state and that's the that's the people, the working class. We support the state. But there's so many um things being run on the people. For example, we've all seen what happened in Afghanistan, we saw what happened in Iraq, we saw what what's happened uh in in, in in Laos and Cambodia and Vietnam. Now we're seeing what's going on between, uh, Russia and, and, uh, and, and, uh, uh, Zelensky. And we're pretending that it's something different, that it's not a setup, you know, and we don't get, uh, we don't even get factual news. You know, uh, we, we're pretending that, uh, uh, we're, we're depriving people of food when we know the U.S. wants to stop the Russians from having access to the Black Sea. We know that the Europeans want to have Russia be forced, as Africans are with the CFA note, to uh, sell their gas, oil, and other commodities as just that, commodities. So we see the EU and the United States polluting uh, to marginalize the masses. So we see capitalism expanding in an incredible way, that there's no longer
4: and any no, real state, no, state. Eleanor, actually no real state off
2: allegiance.
4: Actually, hold on for a second, and let's bring it up brother Maurice and see what he has to say. What you have to say hearing other things heard about the role of the state, the role about the institution of law enforcement, and as you um, can anyone convince you that he are your friend, brother Maurice?
8: oh no 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 way Jose <laughs> my friend <laughs> that's 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 funny, that's very comical um no man, these people are doing their job, their job is to serve the interests of 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 the capitalists of the ra- racists the fascists this is this is what they what they're doing um just wanna uh make a response to a brief comment uh by sister illinois about january sixth that police were supposed to protect uh the capital of america against against uh these uh rioters these disruptors or uh or these uh <laughs> racists if you will um no, they participated with them. You know they're a part of them. Um, you know we we everybody all of the panelists who went before me got it right. You know their their job is to protect property, which you know pro- property property and, and land. That's what the capitalist feeds off of. You know we at once African people we would consider as their property when we ran away from the plantation. The slave patrol' job was to bring us back to get harsher treatment, harsher uh, lashings, get a certain amount of lashings, or get hung, lynch, or what uh, what have you get a foot amputated, whatever you have, you want to frame it. That was their job. Their job is to keep this system going. So this is the, this these people are not my friend. And uh, as the movie, ah uh, 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 man, it was a. Uh, no, it was a lyric. I'm sorry, about Ice Cube. He said, "The black cops showing out for the white cop. You got black cops going in here doing a a a, a hell of a more damage damage to their people than a damn white cop." So, yeah, I'm 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 not naive to the fact that these people are not doing the job. They're doing exactly what what they're instructed to do, what they're trained to do. Capitalism is built off balance It's built off war, war after war after war. They're trying to uh, take over this world. We did a show prior before explaining how the United States of America, the Western imperialist powers, want to take over this world. Under Donald Trump, they had they had created or developed or he introduced, rather, a space command to try to take over space. They said, no, 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 no. You will never see the Soviet, Soviet, Soviet Union. Or they, they don't want to see a communist power to get to space uh, quicker than they do. You see what I'm saying? These are these people function. They put balance in all these, all our entities of propaganda, uh, sports, movies, cartoons, video games, even the talk talk shows, reality shows, radio, music. Everything is valid, especially when it comes to African people. It's valid. They understand keep these Negroes divided, and we can win. We got them. We take their land. We can take their power. We can take that home, great home of Africa, with all of these massive resources that helps them build these weapons to, to continue the violence uh, of, of with the uranium, with the cobalt, with the cobalt. They took the cobalt. Look, look at this right quick, and then I'm a, I'm gonna conclude. They took the cobalt and the co tan out of Congo, man. Let me tell you something. It's not even funny. They assassinate the great priest Lumumba. goes in the Congo. And, and rape the Congo, not only for the uranium, the cobalt and the cult co- and the co- tan, and develop a device called a cell phone where we here using the night these phones. And these are the same goddamn devices and cellophones are getting our youth killed. We're going on social media as you, as black youth showing off our guns, showing off um, you know, what you know, I'm a part of this gang, da 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 da, all this stupidity. And these are the same devices that they are using uh, under the CIA, under the uh, new, a uh, new and approved CoinTail Pro to track our conversations, to track our text messages, to track our purchases, everything we do. Your Facebook, your your Instagram. This is this is <laughs> the power that we had in the Congo in Africa. They're using that to destruct our own people. So I'm just saying, man. At this rate, I don't, I'm getting exhausted to keep saying it, brother. I know we. We gotta keep on keeping on, like MLK said. But it, 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 as a as a as a as a as a as a person, as a as a person who sees the who sees the the tre- the treachery of capitalism and sees the solution being as pan Africanism, scientific socialism, and not having that understanding, and you're trying on a daily basis to try to not you know try to try to spread the word. Spread the word and try to try to help our brothers and sisters to understand th- what's going on. It, it's, it's exhausting, brother, and why you try to keep up your own well being and your own uh, reality, it's frustrating, and that's that's what it is. That's why why it's called a struggle. But we gotta keep on keeping on. Back was back was, uh uh was, Back was never. We got to keep on keeping on. And I love each and one of you on this panel who are doing that. You elders have put in some great work uh, with the AAPR PGC. We're fighting along our great to Ray, And I just wish and pray that I have the ounce of, of determination that y'all have, brother.
4: Right, thank you, my brother. What we're going to do right now so we're going to go to the station. Great panelists. Brother Hockey, I think you spoke earlier um, through your dissertation. Um, about one example, and for all my panelists, if you have me to see last week on the so-called, so-called nightly news, on one of their major media news station, they were showing an incident, I can't think of the name of the state, but Brother Hockey spoke to it, about the brother was laying on the ground with his hands in the back, and they were trying to so-called, I guess, arrest him, but the cop just took out his gun and shot him in the back of his head and blew his brains out. Now, when you saw that, I'm just really curious in terms of what was your initial reaction to watching this scenery, um, Brother Haki? And I thought it'd be interesting that seemed like a camera was already there to to make sure it be recorded and show and shown to the rest of the world. Um, what's the real message behind that, Brother Haki?
6: Well. I, I think the message is that uh, the system wants us to realize that the cops can kill us with impunity. In other words, uh we want to facilitate as much fear in the in the hearts and minds of African people as possible. Uh I think for the system that's key because when you look at the terms of the history of struggle, African people have always been the forefront in terms of trying to make us more just and more, more humane society. Uh certainly when you look at the history of African people in society, we we were compelled uh, to fight for humanity, because after all, if it wasn't for the fight for humanity, there's no way conceivable we would have survived the atrocities that we were confronted with in terms of in terms of shadow slavery. So clearly, the people the positions of power understand that fundamentally. So when they, so when the young, so when the young brother was shot in the back of the head, I wasn't surprised at all. Uh, was I surprised that uh, that were that the the system, that the, particularly the police department uh, involved? Uh, was I surprised that they would that they would, uh, they would not uh, pursue charges against this individual? No, nah, I wasn't surprised at all. It's part for the course. Uh, at this point in history, I think if African people haven't figured that one out, I just don't know what to say. Uh, I mean, clearly, uh, the whole point is that, you know, almost anything can be justified as long as the killing is directed toward African people. Uh, one of the things I think is very, very clever on the part of the police and profession, if you can call it a profession, one of the very clever aspects of it is that, you know, when they – when they when they kill white people, um, is there's great justification in terms of the killing of white, white people. They had weapons. Uh, they had the uh, cop in a precarious position, so the so the cop had had to shoot him. Well, with African people, uh, it doesn't matter what the situation is. I mean, you can be walking down the street like LeVar McDonald. McDonald. just walking down the street, shoot him, bang, no problem. Uh, the brother on the on the ground, you know, uh, got him down to the ground. Pull out your weapon, shoot him in the back of the head, bang. No problem. They all understand fundamentally that the system has their back. And all they have to say, Brother Africa, in most instances is that I have a threat. That's all they have to say. It's such a joke. Even the cops have to left about that one because they know it's a joke. Uh, but it's a coming upon us as a people to fundamentally understand, you know, that this threat uh, diminishes us all. And for us for too many of us think that well, I'm not a criminal. It hasn't to me. Well, in the case of the young brother, um, the young brother uh, you know, that I talked about earlier, a young brother who was an engineering student, that brother was far from a thug. He wasn't a thug. That brother was an engineer student. I mean, he was a graduate of engineering. This brother wasn't dumb. I mean, he was very, very bright. And uh, it didn't stop the cops from beating the hell out of him with a baton. In other words, the rights of African people are never respected in society. And we have to fundamentally understand that our rights are not respected. And until we understand that, it's very difficult to form an organization to combat this. We have to, somehow we have to find within ourselves to understand that as much as we want to be part of America, as much as we keep saying "I'm american, I'm a black American you know you know as much as we keep saying those kind of things the the political reality is that you know when you stop and look at the social economic conditions that that determine our lives, our lifestyle in America, they're clear that people in position power people in positions of power their position is very very clear we're not a, you're not an american they're very very clear so we have to at some point come to the realization that we understand that even though we were born here. That fundamentally we are set aside in terms of you know uh, in terms of you know uh, enjoying the fruits of, of, of this society. Despite the fact that we contribute scientifically, despite that we contribute in terms of physical labor, despite we contribute in terms of business expertise, in terms of making this country one of the greatest countries in the world, in terms of material access. Despite all of that, we still perceive as outsiders. It's high time African people begin to understand that fundamental reality and begin to build for ourselves, protect our children, which is the future. But in order to do that, we have to rearrange the way we think. If we don't rearrange the way we think, that's still we we empower our youth because they get t- they, they, they're bombarded with TV 24 hours a day. So if they get the message that their life isn't worth very much, that their being isn't capable of su- succeeding that very, very much, they get the message. It's incumbent upon us to create the conditions that they get the opposite message would say that we come from a great lineage. We, we are, in fact, the, the alpha makeup of humanity. Uh, when you talk about rich science, you talk about education, uh, when you talk about um, astrology, when you talk about all those great things in terms of what makes the world great, African, African people play the leading part in terms of the innovation of all of those things, mathematics, all of those things. So we have to teach our children. They have to fundamentally understand that. And so, so when, so when they are confronted with racist narratives, they can probably say, "Bullshit! Oh I understand my history. This is my history, and let me, let me, let me articulate it for you. You see, and that's when we begin to move as a people. But it takes organization. Now, people have to fundamentally understand that, you know, we're we in we're in the struggle, but and because we're in the struggle, we have to fundamentally understand, you know, that we are at war. It's a very difficult concept for a lot of people to to internalize. But the reality is, when you look at across the board, when you talk about socially, economically, or politically, African people are in for a struggle. We have to understand that, and we have to, at some point, begin to fight back. And it's that simple.
4: Brother Anthony, are these not the same people or forces that are telling us that they love us so much, you need to take their shots? Yes. You trust them
5: uh they are uh above Africa unfortunately, and uh that is spreading confusion in our community and amongst our people uh we're uh we're confused uh because uh on the one hand we're able to have open uh social or intimate relations with them, but on the other uh we're still getting killed with impunity. So we're getting uh, mi- our youth especially are getting mixed messages so to speak. And it's on us to who uh who und- uh, those of us who understand our history, uh to convey to convey the truth to our people, especially our youth, that uh that uh, that the, that, 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 the, uh, that the police are not our friends uh, and that uh, not all police are in the same category, uh, uh, you know, uh, at the same extreme. But you got to look at what's dominant, and what's dominant is that the police are there to protect the property of the ruling bourgeoisie, the ruling class, and everything else they do is secondary to that role, including, uh, you know, uh, protecting uh, uh, human and animal life. That is not their primary function. However, the media may portray it. Uh, Their primary role is to protect property. And the only way we're going to protect ourselves is through permanent political organization. And that's the same way we're going to uh, take power Uh, is if we're concentrated and we form our own independent political organizations. That is critical. And uh, those who understand this, uh however uh tiring and frustrating it gets sometimes, we have to continue to spread the word among the masses of my people.
4: Brother Moses, if these are the same people who are uh, treat us like this, why would we believe that they will create a vaccine that'll be in our interest to protect us from harm? Talk to me, Brother Moses.
2: Who are you talking
4: Why? to, Brother Moses or me? Brother Moses, you talking me Brother Moses. Let me bring him in, Brother Moses. The mic is yours. Yeah, you
7: know, we have a lot of people in the world with a lot of interests uh, that's fundamentally divided into classes: uh, the ruling and the middle and the and the lower. And uh, each one of these interests is is not always everybody's not always true to their. Their class in terms of advocating for their own class interests uh, sometimes we find the working class advocating better defenders of the bourgeoisie than the bourgeoisie itself and so we have to recognize that um, uh, political consciousness is is what we need uh understanding of how things work and how and why they work and we have to unite people who have a common interest who are who are who our interests in lie we have to be a working class not in itself only but for itself a working class for itself which means we have to be organized as a people to to deal with the the powers that be the ruling class and the state and uh, you know, we we just got to continue to organize, organize, organize. It's a it's definitely from a grassroots level and not from the top down, but from the grassroots up. And uh, we have to be in all walks of life. Uh, thank you.
4: Thank you, brother. Mo- brother Moses, says Eleanor, talk to us.
2: Well, brother Africa um, is. Uh, Are you asking me to answer uh, a a question, or I shall just speak to you on the subject of uh, the police? The police serve the interests.
4: I'm asking you, Sister Eleanor, Eleanor succinctly. Many of these same forces that are harming us, terrorizing us, they are the same forces that are telling us trust them and take their medicine, take their vaccines and that's supposed to be something that we're supposed to do intelligently because they say so. What you make of that That dichotomy?
2: Well, well, the, the first dichotomy is to, to discuss the wrap-up on the police. The police serve the interests of the ruling class because the ruling class serve the interests of the state. Not, not, Not by definition, but the fact that the, the 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 state feels compelled because the ruling class uh, their their incomes their monies exceed that of numerous nations and states and the word I was looking for earlier is social media subliminal it's in your face social media is uh the 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 racism murderer in buffalo the 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 racist murderer in south texas these people are reading from the same social media platform but it's not shut down because it's not attracting uh, 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 attacking the ruling class it's attacking the working class and brother uh, one of the analysts, Brother Moses, just talked about the middle class, the lower class, the this and that. That is the working class. So we need to be clear on that. So often the the working class can't define itself. If you have a job and you depend on that job for an income, you're a part of the working class. And I say that frequently on on this platform that if you have a paycheck coming in, you are a part of the working class. And in terms of what's happened to the voting districts, the voting districts have been taken away because the Republican-controlled states annex them because every 10 years the, the voting districts are redrawn. And they've drawn voting districts out of existence in Alabama, in Mississippi, even in Louisiana and throughout Texas. So we see this happening before our eyes. We saw and I constantly repeat that 39 states since November 2020 have taken away and passed voter restriction laws. And there, and this began with the redistricting, and and there are many reforms, and not all reforms are good. But one that was hard fought for, with our lives, blood, sweat, and tears, was the right to vote in this country, because we were denied that for so long, and now they're taking it away from us again. So we we whether or not, and how you handle medicine. The U.S. has the the worst uh, medical track record in the developed world. So, you know, uh, if you're talking about whether or not to take the vaccine. The vaccine we do need to stand firm with, because this isn't a U.S. epidemic, it's a pandemic, and it's affecting the entire world. Now, Cuba, developed its own vaccine and was able to share it with Venezuela, Vietnam, and other countries. But the only remedy we had here was Pfizer and Moderna. Now, what I've always urged both Pfizer and Moderna to do was allow the eight or nine African countries that said we are willing to produce the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines ourselves in our own country with our own uh, labs and our own workers, let us do so so we can let our African brothers and sisters know they don't need to go to abroad to work. They don't need to leave Africa to go to the West to work. They can do it right where they stand in South Africa, in Senegal, in Nigeria, in Egypt, you know, in Kenya. In Morocco, you know, and and so I stand firmly with those brothers and sisters and their need to be able to have proprietary rights to produce the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccine because it's science and it's the best thing we've got working. But I wouldn't say that I – I'm not a doctor, but I wouldn't say that I would trust uh, all our medical – uh, technology uh, obviously something's failing look what's happening to the price of insulin in this country since
4: 2017
2: you know people are having to uh, uh, people aren't able to afford daily medications The elderly are suffering and not able to they have to decide whether to eat or buy medication so the the system is broken our healthcare system is broken, but the reality is to sum up Brother Africa, the police are becoming more and more militarized like an army and they have been taught to fight in urban warfare since the war in Iraq in the early 90s and uh, they are not the friend of the people. And And number two is yes, there is a problem with medicine but, we, it's, it, you know, each person has to make their own decision in terms of the vaccine. And still, every week, 6,000 Americans are dying of this coronavirus. They just don't tell anybody because we already know who it is that's dying. And those people aren't very
4: important to the state. Brother and Marvish, three, you heard this- Brother, my discussion. You'll find the thoughts on
8: this. Yes, um, well, the United States of America have a history, a medical history of uh, that's not in the favor of African people, and um, you know, I know it was a African sister, uh, Doctor Kizmicia Corbett, who was behind on, on on I think the Moderna vaccine. Um, she she was the brains behind put, working with uh, Anthony uh, Fauci with this um, vaccine, and I know that off the Ash tennis player, when he was trying, fighting for his life before he succumbed to you know AIDS, he had reached out to Doctor Anthony Fauci as one of his doctors. He saw some trust, but I digress, man. Um, you we have to do all, all I can say is do do your research. Do your research. Do, do your research as much as possible to, um, you know, to determine what is best for you. Um, learn the history of of the medical history. Um, not, you know, United States of America dealing with Africans. Like I said, it is not definitely ain't had our best interests at heart. You know, um, and this, pharmac- this pharma- pharmaceutical industry is based off capitalism itself they'd rather give you a prescription to keep you coming or coming it's like it's like it's no different than street uh pharmaceuticals when you got to keep going to get a hit of crack cocaine or when you got to keep getting that hit of whatever drug to keep you in your mind to keep you going or to to to, to attack that hat this is what the pharmaceutical uh industry does if we're going to give you we're gonna give you this pill to live, or we're gonna give you this, you know, and it's positives and negatives. I conclude and say this, man. It's positives and negatives and anything. And it, it believe it or not, it is some you know, it may be some positives and uh Western um medication, but you gotta understand what those positives positives are and you gotta also understand what they what these damn negatives are when you're dealing with these uh with these medications. Um, you know, because I, you know, and I, and, I, and
4: I can prove by saying that, man. Thank you, my brother. We're going to take a pause for the close when we come back. We will open up to our article. Articles tonight, actually, it will be our first article geared towards addressing our theme. This will be the first part of a two-part series. It's all about the money. We want you to focus your attention to... The article that was written for Capital Councillor where they talk about this whole question of gas prices worldwide as of May the 30th, 2022. It has a sub-topic or theme. It stated that, do you know how much it costs to fill up your in Venezuela? How about Norway? No, well, that's okay. Most of us don't. But if you choose, we got to
1: cover where we made a concise list of
4: gas prices around the world. All the relevant answers. We're gonna have y'all take on this particular article, which I found really in- interesting. And definitely, definitely comes on the theme today, which is it's all about the money. We will have a discussion discussion on this article when we return. This is Africa on the move.
1: Yeah.
11: When I
12: dropped the mic, it hit the floor like gold That's right. can't pick it up no more. It's smart for the shit start, before it get dark, for they hit you with the pitchfork. Better crip walk, rip, walk real talk. Smoke, push, and push, then we pill off. Nigga still running with the wheels off. Always looking out for the crisscross. I'm a bigger boss than Rick Ross Always winning, nigga get lost It's the warlord, bring the voodoo When I bail through it's crazy like Bellevue What they tell you, leave that boy alone, that boy alone. Like I'm alone, yeah. fuck a and bomb Arrest the president, you got the evidence That nigga is Russian intelligence When it rains it pours, did you know the new pipe was orange? You're showing your horns, they trying to replace my halo with thorns. You so basic with your vape sticks, let's go ape shit in the matrix. Arrest the president, arrest the president, arrest the president, you got the
1: evidence. Arrest the president, arrest the president, arrest the president, president. you got the evidence. I took
12: back my ice, in all black tonight. That's right, some niggas gotta sacrifice. Not a criminal, No, I'm a seminal. I was free once, now I'm clinical. You so technical, this was Mexico, everywhere I go is owned by Texaco. Fuck them. fuck them and the rest Hell of you, yeah. I turn them to a black i i am I'ma roll with the aliens, man fuck these homo sapiens They don't really wanna make friends, all they want is a Mercedes-Benz All they want is they dividends and decibels, fuck these citizens They'll treat us like hooligans Throw him in, they don't care what school he in. These people don't play fair It ain't even fair at the state fair Give a young nigga gray hair That's why I'm here Take your ass lay there You better stay there Close your fucking eyes like a daycare. Make myself clear, to Shakespeare I'm here to take money, even fake hair So desperate is what I'm left with For the wreck it, you affected Who you elected, it's so skeptic So full of shit, I can't accept it Arrest the President, arrest the President Arrest the President, you got the evidence Arrest the President, arrest the President Arrest the President, you got the evidence Arrest the President, arrest the President, arrest the president. Arrest the- reside on the west side. west side I murder with my third eye. third eye Niggas so fly get a bird's eye I make them scream bloody murder Let's meet at the White House Run in and turn the lights out Man, they treat it like a trap house These motherfuckers never take the trash out They just cash out and mash out Nigga take your drugs and pass out, up. Niggas love to go that pass route. I see you when your black ass get out, homie. <laughs> you play too much. Yeah. White, these devils, they doing way too much. Most of them won't say too much. Why they steady he planning? God knows what. Knows what.
4: Welcome back to Africa on the Moon. Some say arrest, arrest the president. I say arrest all those damn criminals. Welcome back to Africa on the Moon. I'm Brother Africa. We're, in heat. we're going to take the heat. Every we it, we're going to stand behind it. Brother Haakeet, the article, gas prices worldwide as of May 2022. It paints a story. The gas can be purchased as high as eleven dollars like twenty cents a gallon all the way to less than eight cents. Why is that? Well, my my, my
6: taking good my understanding of the article is that, you know, those countries uh, that tend to be have low prices for gas, uh, tend to subsidize uh their their, their gas industry the oil and gas industries. I think in subsidizing, you know, um, you know, um, you know, um, oil and gas, it uh, makes it possible. Certainly, makes the gas gas affordable for people who need it, which is critical in terms of, you know, the overall functioning of the economy. So I think that when you, when you contrast that, when you look at a country like America, and when you talk about, um, you know, uh, the market uh, determining the, the the price of commodities. Then one should not be surprised that America among the uh, among the higher end in terms of you know, oil prices. Uh, and I think it's important. But one of the things the article didn't talk about, I think it's important people understand this. When we talk about in the context of West particularly Western economies, uh, you know one of the things when we talk about uh, you know you know how oil price oil prices are set, we have to understand essentially that oil and gas is privately owned. The government doesn't have a say so in terms of the price of oil and gas. And so this is why when when Biden talks about bringing down the price of oil and gas to the extent that he can he's being glib because he understands he can't do that but it is it's good public relations to tell people that he's working on it The reality is that when we talk about gas and oil prices we got to we got to understand the, the role of futures or future contracts in terms of the price of oil and gas and when we talk about futures contracts one of the things we have to be very very clear on is the role of speculation in terms of future contracts so when we talk about, about, you know, speculation, it's important that we understand the role of speculation because it does, a couple of things it does. Number one, it makes analysis of the market price impossible. So when you speculate, you've got such a volume of trade, it's very, it's very difficult in terms of assessing, you know, just how, how, much, how much volume of, uh, of commodity stocks that are being traded. And as a consequence, it's very difficult in terms of assessing what kind of price should be paid, you know, for, the, for, those, uh, for, those, uh, for those contracts. Also, it, it impedes analysis of speculation. See, one of the things that if you open a system in terms of, for instance, in America, there's something like 38, 38, 38, 38 billion uh, transactions in terms of derivatives in the society. Of course, keeping up with all the derivatives is a very difficult thing to do. And so in that context, it makes it easy in terms of corruption to exist in a place, which not only it makes it impossible in terms of low prices in terms of, uh, in, in terms of oil and gas, but it actually elevates the prices in terms of oil and gas because there's no one to actually stop the kind of chicanery, the kind of deception that goes on behind the scenes. And one of the things, you know, historically, you know, the Commodity Futures Trading Commission was established specifically to stop speculation. But that, but the, but the, the, the Commodity Futures Trading Commission was was ineffective because number one. Uh, the thing when we talk about the sheer value of trade, the computer program simply wasn 't out their task, so people in positions of power those those capitalists who understood in terms of uh in terms of you know computer power realized that the the-, the computer program has to be undermined to make sure it 's ineffective in terms of not being able to keep up the values of trade that are taking place with respect to oil and gas uh futures uh secondly, you know one of the things you know um at the same token why they play this game in terms of making sure computers cannot keep up with the value of trade for oil oil and gas uh, um, futures at the same token it lobbied politicians in terms of the defaming the the commodity futures trading commission to make sure that it doesn't have any power to actually carry out monitoring gas and or speculation so this is the inherent corruption in terms of when we talk about the high prices of oil and gas in America Now, keep in mind, when we talk about this corruption, let's be very clear in terms of dollars and cents. Uh, You know, oil and gas companies as a a whole spend $120 million lobbying Congress. Now, according to the Open Secrets uh, 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 group, uh, when you include the subsidiaries, they spend over $119 million in terms of lobbying politicians. Well, with that kind of money, do you really think uh, oil and gas interests are not going to have their way? Of course they're going to have their way. So as a consequence, the prices of oil and gas continue to skyrocket, even though uh, uh, it may not be justifiable. So, uh, also one of the things they also do in terms of the corruption, you know, now the the, the excuse me, the Commodity future Trading Commission, which is <coughs> which has a budget in terms of meeting its mandate, even though it was greatly weakened in 2006 in terms of you know by political action, it still has somewhat of a weakened mandate in terms of trying to monitor. Uh, the the sale of, of of oil and gas uh, contracts, uh, but, in, but interestingly enough, the politicians understood that if you defund, you know, the Commodities Futures and Trading Commission, they can't do the job. Conversely, if you think about it, one of the ways in which the wealthy can get away, get away with not paying taxes is that they they pay politicians, they lobby politicians specifically to defund the IRS. As a consequence, the IRS cannot uh... Carry out its function because it doesn't have the resources to do so which means that uh... the wealthy don't get audited because it takes so much time and effort to audit the wealthy which they which then which they didn't turn around and order and audit poor people because it's very easy to audit poor people because they don't have anything to declare uh... so clearly so, so clearly brother africa so when we talk about in terms of this kind of corruption in terms of uh... you know uh... uh... this, this destruction of the budget uh, this is this was talked about in, uh, in HR Bill HR four eight nine five, in which they talked about you know in twenty eighteen alone they cut the budget the the Community future trade, commodity Futures Trading Commission by a million dollars. Twenty nineteen to the present they're talking about cutting it up they're talking about <clears throat> uh, the the cost of the operations in terms of funding those operations will not change fundamentally. So what they're saying, despite inflation, despite all those things. Nothing's going to change. In fact, the, the amount of money that uh, the CFTC is, 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 uh, uh, needs in terms of carrying out its function, those monies will not be available. That, that, no, the amount of mo- that level of money is actually going to continue to decrease from here on out. Uh, so clearly, Brother Africa, I think it's important we understand. So when we look at the high prices of oil and gas in society, understand this is part and parcel of a system in which we live in. So no one should be deceived himself in thinking that somehow the president has the power to put a stop to this.
4: Thank you, Brother Haki, Brother Anthony, when you read this article, Gas Prices Worldwide that's of major the thirtieth, twenty twenty two. It creates so it tells so many stories. What story or stories have you taken from this particular article?
5: Yes. I noticed a pattern. Generally uh gas is more expensive in capitalist countries uh, than it is in, uh, in some of the uh, poorer countries that are dominated by neocolonialism. I'll give you an, an examples. Hong Kong has the highest gas prices in the world, followed by uh, Norway, Denmark, uh, the U.K., France. All of them paid uh pay paid, paid more per gallon uh than uh uh than 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 people in the US. On the other hand, uh, in countries such as uh Egypt, Nigeria and Venezuela, uh the gas is a lot cheaper. And uh and uh let's see and um uh, let's see. It, it seems to correspond to the observation that Brother Haki made about uh, you know the level of uh, speculation and corruption that goes on in in, uh, in full fledged capitalist countries, as opposed to uh, poorer countries of the world. And also, and also, um, uh, let's see. In the case of Venezuela uh uh gas is subsidized by the government. So that helps uh keep the price down for gas on individuals. And uh that was a pattern I noticed uh generally. Which the article doesn't state explicitly, but uh, you know, knowing the um, you know, political alignment of uh, some of these countries that was the pattern
4: I noticed Brother Brother Moses What story did it tell According to your interpretation When you read this article Tell your story Well
7: you know We live in a political economy And every every country has its own Internal contradictions And uh, you know the Some countries subsidize And have more refineries And more access to petroleum than others and uh uh certainly you know we see the oil reserves are being released to the usa to order to somehow increase supply and somehow lower lower the price uh supply and demand uh which always doesn't work necessarily but but uh that's the strategy and uh you know it's you know, this the cost of living is different in, in, in different countries and uh, uh that's just part of the imperial world order. Uh exploitation is uneven and uh commodities are are floating all over the place and uh we have to adjust ourselves according to the situation we're faced with thank you
4: thank you most illinois when you read this article what story did you get from this article
2: well the most interesting there were a couple one that in hong kong uh there are taxes uh, uh there's a gas tax and uh it's 30 a flat 33 percent and the purpose of that gas tax is to uh help with uh pay for public transit and other infrastructure projects the other thing that was interesting as well is the fact that um we we saw that the in uh, the Vikings the Nor- uh, that they uh they're paying a whopping uh uh, 78% in what they call their ordinary uh, petrol tax, and the and an additional uh, of 27% their ordinary pe- petrol tax, and then there's their additional special tax, which is 51%. So they're paying um, 78% of their each gallon of gas is 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 taxes. And, uh, of course, these taxes are also used to support the infrastructure. What I found most interesting was the fact that the price of gas in the UK, in the United Kingdom, had gone up 335% in the last year. Now, the main reason behind that increase uh, are the lack of gas supplies from Russia, uh, from Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. Well, if that's true, how did they know before the invasion of the Ukraine? I, you know, it's quite odd. I'm just making a bit of a a joke. But the, the global natural gas price index stands at a record high of 463 points. As I said earlier, when we began to show that what the EU is hoping is to force Russia to sell its gas and oil, and its gold and probably its wheat, because the Russians and uh, uh, the Russians traditionally are the world's—they uh, produce the most grain, wheat, and 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 grain that the world relies on. Now we're saying the Ukraine does, but I can't take a political position on the Ukraine or 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 Russia. I'm not really prepared to do that. Um, I know I know my history, and uh, so I just am not getting all the news and all the facts. I know that people lie during war, but we don't get to hear anything from what's happening with Russia. We just hear what the U.S journalists say about uh, Zelensky and the Ukraine. And uh, I don't think we're getting the full picture. I just don't know. But the bottom line is is that um, they want to force the Russians into selling their their resources at commodity prices. And they want to cut off access the Russian access to its Navy, which is the Black Sea. As the Ukraine secedes from uh, Russia to become an independent na- nation, as our Secretary of State says, the United States has been working to train them in military exercises, and we've been doing this all these years, that if they become an independent nation for the first time in history, uh, then that will – and the Dunbar region, which had voted to retrocede from the Ukraine when they begin to talk about independence in 2014, then uh, Russia will have no access to its navy. So there's so much uh going on in the world right now but the most interesting thing was the fact that Hong Kong they're paying 70 um they um is it, is the 78% gas tax and the 335% increase in petrol costs in the UK in one year and the fact that the Norwegians are paying 78% uh uh, in taxes at the pump and that in Hong Kong that flat 33% going to sustain the infrastructure and other capital projects. That's something that we could learn from.
4: Thank you so much. Of course. Eleanor, Cesar I was going to say oh, that yeah.
2: Cesar Chavez uh, put in place uh,
4: Subsidies in Venezuela. Thank you, my sister, Brother Maurice. When you look at this particular article, gas prices worldwide as of May, May 30th, 2022. What story can you deduct from this particular article, Brother Maurice?
8: Okay, um, the thing that stuck out to me is the amount of you have predominantly excluding Hong Kong, you have predominantly uh, Western countries having the highest amounts of of prices of gas by the gallon in comparison to Eastern countries, like I said, only excluding Hong Kong. And uh, when you look at Nigeria, Venezuela, and when you look at African uh, countries such as, uh, oh, man, uh, Libya, I think Libya was one. Excuse my, my my train of thought, man. But then, yeah, Libya, Nigeria, Algeria, uh, uh, Angola—you know, those prices range from twelve twelve cent between twelve cent or a dollar fifty-seven um, a gallon of gas. When you got Norway at ten dollars and seventy cent, and Denmark ten dollars and two cent. Now, moreover, I think that the, uh, after pointing out the you know the Western countries. Having the highest prices on on gas when you look at Libya, for instance, uh, you know all of these wars is is about you know as we call we're, you know natural resources that that are transformed into commodities or land and labor. But when you look at in, in, in regards to this petrol, as Sister, um, Sister Eleanor elaborated to the Illinois elaborated too. The, the, this, 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 you know, they're they're exploring these countries in Africa and Eastern countries for their oil our resources. Even Venezuela, Venezuela had Citgo. I used to go to Citgo, try to you know go to Citgo uh, gas stations to support them because Venezuela was getting at one time anyhow they was getting a portion of that of that of, the, of that uh, wealth, their money off their oil reserves, but. When Trump came into power, it kind of shut that down. But I digress, man. It, that's the, that's the main thing that stuck that stuck out to me, as these Western countries um, having you know the, having these the highest prices of, of 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 petroleum in comparison to Eastern countries. Thank you.
4: Thank you, Brother Maurice. You know, panelists. Um I'm just wondering, I'm not an economic uh, um, genius. of uh, says we're talking about studying markets as relates to the oil industry, but I do have a question. I was just wondering if anyone else thought about it. I'm just trying to figure out. When we're talking about the illusion of creating markets, and we're talking about a particular product where well, you got the same product, but the widespread of how each area how each, uh, value that product, even though it's the same product, what makes the same oil in Africa, the same oil in Europe, and the same oil and gas in the West vary so differently in terms of its prices. That seems like in the West, the you know, prices is, is, is way higher when they rip the people off. And at the same time, I'm quite sure, like in Africa, the West is buying the oil so cheap and they ask going elsewhere and selling so high. They getting double the ball. So, Brother Haki, when we look at this particular uh, reality, um, what is the basis of how you can take a commodity, which is basically the same commodity, but is very so widespread with different prices? Is this another example of this illusion of market and wealth that creates what they want to create just to make money? In other words, it's all about the money you take, Brother
8: Haki.
6: You're right, Brother Africa. When you talk about markets, it's all an illusion. All they're saying is that you talk about wealthy people conspiring to set prices. That's all the market is. That's all it is. And, uh, and of course, in the context of America, when we talk about in terms of the wealth setting set in the markets, Uh, It's important we understand when we we talk about the speculation of it all. You know, when these people buy large volumes, you know, of, of, of contracts, particularly for oil and gas, they're not doing it because they give a damn about society. They don't give a damn about the economy. They're doing it because they understand by working together they can force up the prices of oil and gas and they make a ton of money. That's what it's all about. Some societies have actually figured out, you know, that, you know, high prices in terms of oil and gas is counterproductive to the overall functioning of society. And so, therefore, they, they, they have all kinds of subsidies or they simply, you know, you know they unilaterally, you know, artificially, they keep their prices low, uh, you know, simply based upon supply and demand uh, to ensure that people have oil and gas in terms of for their cars and so forth or heating their homes and so forth, uh, which is good for the overall economy. So so you're absolutely correct, Brother Africa. So when we talk about markets in the context of, you know, Western society, no one should be surprised that their focus has always been about the individual. It's never about the group. And so this hostility they have toward China because China focus on the group and not the individual. They can't stand that. That's a very difficult concept for them to 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 fathom. Their position is that, you know, no no, it's all about individuals, they have the group. China position is all about the group, they have an individual. And so in the context of, uh, so when we talk about in the context of, of markets, when you have that kind of mindset, that kind of philosophic, philosophical backdrop, which suggests that only a man is, is an individual, then if you as an individual, if you had an opportunity over the context of a system to corrupt that system in the process of making tons and tons of money, wouldn't you do that? And that's precisely what this is all about. And this is what the American people don't fail to understand. They, at least, the, the 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 media won't allow those kind of expressions to be articulated, you know, on major on major uh, media uh, forums. Uh, you have very progressive uh, economists who explain this stuff all the time. Uh, Michael Hudson comes to mind. Uh, there are there are many of them that come to mind to, explain to people in terms of the, in terms of you know how these markets work. But unfortunately, you know, these guys don't have good the same kind of airtime. You know the more conservative economists get in terms of airtime and, and these, these platforms to espouse these ridiculous views in terms of pseudo economics, which has nothing to do with reality. But I will say this, brother African citizen, close, close: the role of supply and demand does have, a, a, should have, some impact in terms of prices. Uh, one of the things, if, if if you make if you make uh, prices too if you make prices too low, the reality is that at some point you're going to run out of that commodity. So you don't want to run out of that commodity, so you want to set the price in which you know uh, not everybody would have access to to that commodity. Uh, that's a very very sca- that, I mean that's a very very uh, difficult thing for me to say uh, because the whole point is that you know my whole thing is that everybody should have what they need. Uh, but in, in, in saying that, if everyone can have access uh, to everything they need, at a very minimum, people can at least have access to certain to access to things like all the homes. Or things like oil in terms of their vehicles and so forth and so on uh but it clearly the whole question in terms of supply and demand is a reality, and uh so i so I don't want to be naive and come across as well you know this guy you know he's you know he's very simplistic in his analysis because I do understand supply and demand does have its place in terms of economy, uh but also I understand that choices are have to be made in terms of you know who gets what and how much they get. In that context, you know, in a socialist system, if you, can, fact, if you can take those resources, those commodities, and you can share them, uh, you know, uh, it goes a much longer way in terms of making a much more fit society than as opposed to a capitalist society, which says that uh, it's all about the individual getting much as much as they can to help with everybody else. Uh, but clearly, Brother Africa, the question in terms of the partisan is an important question. This one is not easily dismissed. And so, uh, in, in, you know, having said that about Africa, I'll simply close
4: with that. Thank you, Brother Haki. Brother Anthony, one of the things uh, that particular article um, shows is that there's definitely a large extent of exportation of countries in the south and countries in Africa. I say that because where oil prices are so cheap and so low, those that have captured wealth, they can buy it so cheap on one end, then go to another region and sell it on the other end, and that means that the African countries, the old country in the south, they are heavily being exploited. Your response, brother Anthony?
5: I think that assessment is uh, is accurate, brother Africa, because if you look at uh, the uh the prices of uh gas in uh in African countries such as Egypt and Nigeria they're noticeably lower than they are in uh in most countries in Europe. And I think that's uh uh that's because of uh the supply and demand factor that uh, that uh Hakeem mentioned earlier. And also, um, you know, the uh bear in mind that to my knowledge, there no there are no oil refineries in Africa itself. So everything every uh all the petroleum is exported uh to, to countries that have refineries And uh, the capitalists dictate the price at at which, uh, you know, oil uh, or or, or refined products, such as oil and gas, are sold, including those countries uh, that are primary producers of petroleum. And I think the supply and demand factor comes into play. And the fact that there are fewer cars in Africa than there are in, say, a country, a country such as uh, England, and uh, and that has an effect on supply and demand. And uh, the and uh, uh let's see, we already discussed the rationale for why gas in Venezuela is so cheap, so cheap. And and that's because the government subsidizes the, uh, that price so that it's a, uh, more affordable uh, to the masses of the people living in Venezuela.
4: All right, let's start right here. We're going to do something that we don't normally do. We're going to take this caller who's blocking his number, but we're going to take this caller, 111, and... Welcome this caller to Africa Move Caller One 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 One. Your question is hard to feed. Hey, how y'all doing?
13: Yep. Uh, just list- yeah. Just listen. Yeah, I was just listening. Uh, amazing points as always. I listen to you guys when I get a chance to. Uh, this is Naj. I talked to y'all years ago, man. It's been hey, a while. Hey, do it's been a, a while. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know how it goes, man. But if I could add to this, if you guys don't mind.
4: Add
13: my of course you, can. you got the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you guys have broken down the structural issues, the racial issues, and, you know, just the evil intentions overall. But I think the, the one thing that doesn't happen in this discussion most of the time, and I'm not talking about your show, I'm just talking about just in general, the thing we don't touch on is incompetence. We don't touch on the, the incompetence of this global white supremacist system, where in the midst of the pandemic – they were shipping empty containers back from ships because they had no way of getting around, you know, these monopolies that they created. Uh, you know, it, it created supply chain issues that just couldn't be fixed. And because of that, you think about the Western nations who you couldn't even get people to understand that a pandemic is real to the Chinese who completely handled theirs appropriately, I would say like adults so they were the first to open, guess what? They were the first to get the oil as oil started to, to make its way back into the supply chain for everybody. But I think that's one aspect we, we got to add on to this. Not only the greedy executives who are price gouging the hell out of people right now and you know everybody's pointing their finger at OPEC, but just, just think about the sheer incompetence of this global white supremacist system. Not just the evil part, just never forget that they make huge errors all of the time. And these errors cost cost lives and, and you know, a, a lot of uh, hardship for, for other people across, you know, Global South and everywhere else. But th- that's one aspect to it. Of course, it's the meanness and the bitterness of doing, you know, who they want uh, as far as order of operations, who they want to be served to be served. But th- there's also just a part of just how much they fail on things like this, especially big-scale situations where the pressure is on because the pandemic is going and everybody's trying to figure out how they're gonna supply everything. And, and and no never forget the uh the climate aspect of this. Uh because Canada has had a mild winter the past few years, there's a beetle up there that's actually chewing through the lumber that's used for the majority of housing in America. So of course, you know, that needs to price gouging and short supply of that lumber and, you know, everything else that capitalism leads to when anything goes wrong. But now I just wanted to add that part, man, because I, I think we don't focus on that part enough. Hey, we, hey, Nas, I, I Nas, think, not the people on the show, but some people assume they're all-knowing, but they get stuff wrong a lot. Sorry, bro. And,
4: hey, Nas, you made an interesting point. I'm going to ask you for our listening audience again. Explain the encompassing encompassing of the so-called global uh, white supremacists as it relates to the pandemic again for our listening audience. Well,
13: they had huge portions of the population who decided their freedom to go get a haircut was more important than the body because they don't think in terms of community. They think in terms of individualistic, uh, you know, satisfaction, and it has to be fast. So you couldn't get those people to buy in on something that would require like the idea of a nation. And, of course, this country, as Dr. Carr over there (laughs) says all the time, this country is not a nation, so it doesn't think in those terms. And these are the countries who had the, the worst outcomes from the pandemic. These are grown adults who will tell you that a flu is worse or it's not a big deal, despite, you know, their countrymen dying all around them. So they had to get people back to work. You get your boy Biden in there, and he agrees with the airlines and the hotel companies who say a uh, uh, (laughs) five-day period is good enough as opposed to the original two weeks that was recommended by every uh, medical body in the world. It's just, you know, there's just so much there, you know what I mean? Like once you lift that up, that rug up, there's so much under there.
4: My brother, your point is well taken. It's excellent, and we would like to just raise this with you when you get a chance on Africa on the Move. We're trying to find ways where we can reach out to our listeners and our supporters. We ask you and those who listen to this program if they will email us an email just saying that they support Africa on the Move or they listen to it. But we can contact to communicate with you and share with you things that are constantly going on but they have no way to uh, reach out to you because based upon this process and this form that we use, they control all of the data in terms of actually knowing where our listening audience are and we don't. So we would like to know who you are. So just email us at move 2 at gmail.com. Once we get you on our list, we'll make sure we stay in touch with you where we can share with you crucial information and things. So my brother. We thank you always, and always remember, you know, Sundays at 7 p.m., you're welcome to come on and share your thoughts and information. We thank you, my brother. Yeah, I've heard that response. We can go through Brother Moses. Brother Moses, um, your response so far? Yeah, I think it was you read the uh, pretty good. What, what story came to, What story jump out at you, Brother Moses, when you read the article?
7: I think he, the uh, analysis that was given just now was pretty good. Uh, uh, um, the, the you said which story, what did you ask me now?
4: When you look at this article, which stories came to mind? What could you draw from this particular article, in other words?
7: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, I'm, I'm having a problem remembering which article we're talking about now. We uh, talk about
4: the gas prices worldwide. Right, banks
7: right. yeah. as high yeah. as... Well, I spoke to that a little bit earlier on the political economy and that fact that uh, each country has its own internal contradiction. That's why, that's the, that's the good news and the bad news is that, you know, the, the, these... These show that that you have independent economies uh, and that it's possible.
4: Thanks. So kind of way we lost our brother Moses. And what we're going to do, we can go to brother Maurice. Brother Maurice, what story jump out at you when you read this article?
8: Oh, okay. Okay. Are you talking are we talking about the same article with in regards to the gas prices? yes we are okay i I yes, I, I gave my analysis I gave my feedback but i can I can go again if you want me to
4: okay, but you know earlier, I was just talking about you know when you look at these prices, you know it definitely look you have to look at the whole question of how countries are being exploited and we're just wondering we're speaking from that perspective um the exploitation of how certain countries have the same resources but so cheap it allows the wealth and rich countries who may have um capital to go and buy their resources and transfer it to another area and sell it at a higher price. Oh yeah. So definitely oh, yeah, yeah. question of exploitation. might you want just speak to it. Your final thoughts on that.
8: Yes, yes. And I just speak to Kwame Nkrumah man cuz I'm a I'm a Cromer, I like to consider myself as that I study him um there's no you know as as Kwame Nkrumah was trying to do in Ghana man with industrialization um having factories to to transport or to translate the natural uh resources into uh a finished product or or a commodity if you will um this what this this what's this is why he was struggling for industrialization, you know when he became power in Ghana, factories came up, schools came up, canned factories came up for 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 sardines for tuna fish you understand what i'm saying this 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 is what socialism builds um builds it's built it it it, it, it 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 gives the people ownership to the factories and, and it gives the people direction to hey, we need factory for these resources, so we won't have to go. Uh, and depend on an outside source or or or, or foreign entity, if you will. I got to go to I, I got to go to America to get you know a, a finished product or to get you know um, utensils or what have you. I gotta go uh, I got to go to uh, over to America to get it. If I'm if I'm in if I'm in Zimbabwe or if I'm in uh, uh, Mozambique, it shouldn't be like that. This is why it's it's an, it's, it's important. And it's a, it's a dire need that Africa unite. We shouldn't have no borders. They everywhere that, that these these capitalist-minded people go, or the colonialists go, they like to carve and divide and to break up break up um, the black neighborhood. They call it justification when they built the, uh, or they call it redlining. This is nothing. That was nothing new. This 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 is this is what goes on in Africa. You know they carve up uh Africa and divide us this is why the struggle for pan africanism is, is 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 crucial and pan africanism all we're saying is a unified africa a borderless africa under a scientific socialist so- socialist system what's in titles? that's what if you go back and look at Kwame Nkrumah you look at Guinea when the colonialists uh left Guinea, they took toilet paper out there. They took everything—the damn light bulbs, out the street lights out there, man. These these are the type of type of people we are dealing with. But did they did did that stop St. Couture? No, he understood Pan Africanism. He understood organization. That's what Africans hear. What we got to do, you know. Booker T. Washington, regardless how you may feel about him, he had a sense of of, of that understanding. I mean, he had some negatives. But the brother had some positives, too, of understanding, hey, we got to use our hands to build our own schools and build our own homes or our, our own buildings. He understood, he understood that. Everybody got college degrees now. Everybody got everybody. Is, we got a lot of uh, Africans who got doctor doctorates or doctor degrees, Dr. Jones, Dr. Jackson, Dr. Robinson, Dr. this, Dr. that. But do we know how to build a home? My I have a I have a great uncle who had uh, uh, my wife's uncle. He had what the third grade fifth grade education, but he know he know how to use a square. He know how to build a house. He know how to raise a garden. We don't know that in uh, my generation, regardless of how, how much we are tech, technic tech technological savvy of using a computer, of of of, of, of using a cell phone or an iPad or what have you we don't have those skills of building a house, how to use a square, how to uh, uh uh raise a garden, raise a farm, raise an animal, how to hunt your food. Industrialization, these 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 are the basics, the necessities to to survive. Them. Um I, I, I salute brothers and sisters in the community of of having every, you know having this renaissance of community uh garden or having a community garden, that's important that's important but we got to get back as as we got to get we got to get a, a stone cold understanding of industrialization organization and pan-africanism and scientific socialism um we, we, we you know uh and i just want to make a comment um voting, uh, uh we got to we got to we got to open that up our ancestors did not die for the right to vote i'm going to say that again and I and I and I'm willing to, to to go against anybody who want to challenge that notion that I just made. Our Africans, our ancestors, did not die for the right to vote. They died for free, trying to get close to our people closer to freedom. They died trying to get our closest people closer to liberation. They did not die for the right to vote. They did not die for no no damn goddamn integration tokenism. They died from, from what I understand, the ancestors I studied. They they died. To try to get our people towards freedom and liberation, we cannot continue to be fooled. I'm not, you know, voting is a a a, a uh, strategy. Okay, voting might be a strategy to get some temporary, some temporary comfortability uh, for us. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, being uh, ignorant to or naive to that. Though voting, yeah, it may get us some temporary comfortability. But it's not the it's not the final answer. It's not it's not the answer to freedom. It's not the answer to liberation. Because voting is not going to destroy racism. Voting is not going to destroy the system. How can you vote under a system of capitalism and think voting is going to uh, uh, destroy the thing that 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 that, that, that we're vo- the system we're voting under? It's not going to happen. I, at this point, you know, we have to. <laughs> go further than that. We had to see what well, hey, what these Africans were doing in Africa in the 50s and the 60s or earlier, what they was doing to get the high independence they was achieving. Like I spoke about these factories that was building. They took light, they took light, uh, light bulbs, toilet paper, everything, the rugs, <laughs> everything. They cursed every goddamn thing out uh, of Guinea. But what makes, how, how could Guinea, say, say, to rate bring Kwame and Krumah and, and say, hey, we are gonna make you co-president, brother. <laughs> you know, we're gonna make you co-president of a country that they damn near They 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 try to they try to blow off the map of Africa, if you will, taking damn curtains, toilet paper. I mean, toilet paper. <laughs> I'm just saying. So we, that's what we gotta look at. We it, we it's too late in the day to be naive to use the same tactics. Outdated. I mean, we can still use those tactics, but we cannot sit here and, and, and believe, and, and all of us to agree tonight that. Voting or, or or putting all our power into a candidate, one one person now, to go up to this United States Capitol to fight on the behalf of the masses. No way, Jose.
4: That's right. You heard it from Brother Maurice. He's signing it, and he's going to stand behind it. This is Africa on the moon. We're going to take a revolutionary culture break, and when we come back, we will have our final thought on part one of a two-part series. It's all about the money. This is Brother Africa, and this is Africa on the Move. This is after On the Move, which is the 24th day of July, 2022. Just a little side note, as it relates to our history, we would like to remind the world that in the year 1802, Alexander Dumas, who was a author, writer, was born. Uh, You know, just a little side note, just to think about each day that comes and goes, you can guarantee that somewhere we're in that history, our people have made some kind of contribution to humanity. And don't you forget that. Well, what we're going to do right now, we're going to close out this program. Panelists and analysts and guests, final thoughts for tonight. This is the part one of part two. It's all about the money. Right now, we're going to Brother Moses. We're going to ask him to give us his final thoughts for today's program. Brother Moses, the mic is yours.
7: Thank you, thank you, Brother Africa. and uh, It's been a very instructive program, uh, as usual. Um, I think, you know, we have to continue to, uh, to to answer the question, who are our friends and who are our enemies uh, when trying to make them evolution? This is an important question, and we need to answer this question that in a manner It's analysis which separates us from Democrats, Republicans, and would-be socialists. We must keep politics in command, and uh, and um, we have to rely on our line, our position, our analysis. To we have to defend it and uh, develop it, and uh, you know we we are faced with. Hundreds, thousands of contradictions in the society, and it's a knot of contradictions, and we have to grasp the key contradiction, which which will allow us to unravel this this knot. And uh, so, uh, voting is is one of the contradictions in the society, which 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 it takes a, at least a little amount of effort, but it has a, a great deal of gain can be accomplished with it, and. Uh, we have to recognize it as a tool. And meanwhile, we have to continue to organize, organize, organize uh, uh, from the bottom up. And that's the bottom line. Thank you.
4: Thank you, Brother Moses. Like always, you the man with the master plan. Let's go to our little Brother Sabukwe our Brother Maurice and get his final thoughts for today's program. Brother Maurice, the mic is yours.
8: Brother Africa, I want to thank you so much again for having this platform, Africa on the move. We need to get on that move, and we need to get on the move in a hurry. Yesterday, last week, last year, five years ago, we should have been, we got to be on the move. Thank you so much to the panel. Great, uh, you know, great, great contribution. Um, Always a learning experience when I come on the show. And, uh, I had, you know, it's been a rough week for me. I tried my best to make these shows, but bear with bear with me. Like all of us, we are in a struggle on a day-to-day basis. Ford, back was never. We have to organize, organize, organize into a revolutionary pan-African scientific socialist organization as soon as possible because, huh, you know, we, we better get in there because, you know, The ovens might already been hot. We might be in the oven. How Malcolm said said it? We in the oven. We don't even know if it's hot. I I, I can't get the the quote right, but uh, for those who study Malcolm, I think y'all understand the quote. quote. But thank you so much for having me here again. Thank you.
4: We thank you, Brother Maurice, for your contribution. Just remind you, remember, rougher the water, stronger the swimmer, brother, you become a strong swimmer. In your daily struggles, and we thank you for it. Before we go there, Brother Nas, if you have these final thoughts, we would like to remind our listening audience that um, we are asking you that if you listen to this program and support this program, please just drop us online line email us at Africa on the move 2 at gmail.com, on the move 2 at gmail.com. So we can stay in touch with you, inform you on issues and things that are going on, and you know, we have a way to have, we have, we have a connection to you. Because uh, at this point in time, based on the process, um, you can connect with us but we can connect with you. So let's do this thing together. So don't forget that. And we also would like to remind those we have not heard that the African Women Association have, they have postponed their and ride to cuba. It will take place January 2023 on the dates of January 23rd to the 30th. So for more information, hey, um, you can contact us or contact the African Wealth Association. And Brother Hackey will talk about a little more coming up on how you can do that. Brother Nas, we can bring you back. Your final thoughts for the night, my brother.
13: Uh, same as always. And, and yeah, I guess I'm going to have to reach out through that email. I'm a person who typically stays off of it, that kind of stuff, but I'm going to have to reach out through that email. I've learned a lot of things over the years uh, from listening to you guys, so salute to you guys uh, just in general, and, you know, keep putting on, man. Uh, The things that you're thinking about and the things that you guys are talking about, most people aren't serviced in this way. Like, you know, there's a very small out there, you know, from uh, Black Agenda Report or, or whatever, people get their news from, but, but there's far and few between. So, you know, all of this stuff is important, and I'm glad that you guys are still putting in this work every week. And look, I'm not the only one. A lot of people learn from y'all. So y'all have a good night and respect. Thanks for everything.
4: so well, we thank you always for your timely thoughts and ideas and information, and uh, one of these days, we're going to find a way how to bring on more authors, because we need more creative minds like yours. So we thank you, my brother. Next, we're going to go to our Sister Eleanor. Sister Eleanor, your final thoughts for tonight.
2: Hey, Brother Africa. Can you hear me?
4: Yes, we can. Hello?
2: Yes, um, we can. We can um, hear you. Excuse me. Uh, one moment. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Too much. Um, I just wanted to say... Um it's been a great show. I um it's been a really great show and I want
1: to
2: I want to thank you for this evening's show, but I also want to share with uh, the listening audience that during the 60s there was an incredible civil rights struggle um, and it was about uh equal education, access to education, to housing and voting, not voting for a president. But being able to vote in your community, because as the Republicans have know, this is a republic. So states have so much control. So it's important. And it's an important reform because it gives people access to their community and what happens to their community. Not so much to that White House, but to their community, to the state legislature. And that's why they're so busy um, passing these voter suppression laws. 39 states, if it didn't matter, they wouldn't lift a finger. One thing you always say, if you weren't doing anything, no one would even pay attention. So that's something to bear in mind. And the other thing is is I just, uh wanted to say that the reason the gas prices and it's been said enough this evening I'm sure but the reason the gas prices are so high in the United States a large um it's a, one of the larger economies you know it's a centralized economy run by the capitalists and they buy cheap and sell high and they're pocketing every dime they can and when you look at Algeria you look at Libya, you look at Nigeria, you look at these other countries. Uh, they're, they're not capitalizing on their people. They're not trying to gouge the hell out of them as they are here. And and um, uh, and and in Syria, a dollar eight cents. Angola, a dollar forty-four cents a gallon. And 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 Hugo Chavez. Um, set a subsidy in place in Venezuela. Uh so um you know there is there is a real real problem when you have uh capitalists where country like the United States where a corporation has the same rights as a person. And uh that's one of the problems we have. And definitely, we need to organize, and we do need to mobilize our people. And and definitely, voting is a strategy. It's a damn good one. And people better line up in November to take charge. Now, we need a new party in this country. We need a revolution in this country. But it takes organizing millions of people. But to start a party may not take that many. Start where you stand and make a difference. And I, I, I think we can. I, I really think we can. And I just want to thank you, Brother Africa, and to the fellow analysts. I also learned so much, and I, and really enjoy our, uh, our audience and the panelists. And thank you so much for another great show.
1: And good Thank night, you, sister uh, for your home.
4: contribution always to today's program. And one of the minor we must raise and change the spoke on ourselves is that if voting is a good strategy, and after 400 years later we're still in the same situation, we better take a closer look at that particular strategy. So let's move forward, to brother Hockey. Brother Hackey, your final thoughts and talk a little bit about Cuba, and you know we understand you. African Awareness Association has postponed it, so more people have more time to um, gather their resources and just talk to us about the final thoughts as well. Dr. Haki. Yeah, the African
6: Awareness Association will do this annual History Education Cultural Challenge, and this trip will take place December 27th to January 3rd. We'll be leaving from Cancun, Mexico. Now, while in Cuba, we'll be visiting three places, Guantanamo, Santiago de Cuba, and Havana. Now, for more information, we ask people uh, to contact us at African Awareness Association, P.O. Box 4433, Richmond VA 23220. Uh, For a pre-application form, please email us at African Awareness Association, all one word, African Awareness Association, number two, at gmail.com. And, of course, uh, you can contact us at 804-549-7492 or article 202 714-9435, Seven one four nine four three five, 9435 and we encourage people to go to see Cuba firsthand for themselves. Uh, one of the things, you know, you know, on a weekly basis, we talk about the challenges, you know, confronting, you know, um, uh, African and or poor people in the society. Uh, Cuba serves as a critical, critical example in terms of what society could be. It's uplifting up humanity, uh, his, his ability to, to, to take his resources and to use them equitably among his population, uh, is a shining example to the world. And certainly when you go to Cuba and see firsthand in terms of how the Cuba society is organized, and when you talk about the, center, uh, the Committees for the Defense of the Revolution, and you talk about these very organized community community groups, you begin to realize you know, that with organization, all things are possible. So Cuba is a quintessential example in terms of what society will be. And when we talk about the struggles of African people here in the context of America, it's very important when we become organized. So Cuba gives us a, a very shining example in terms of the possibilities of organization. Now, my, my, my closing statement for tonight, Brother Africa, uh, you know, one, I just want to respond to the brothers, uh, respo- our brother's uh, reply. I just didn't want him to think that uh, we, we, we didn't hear him, and we understand what he was saying. His point that he was making was very, very germane. But here's, here's the point. When we talk about Western incompetence, one thing we have to keep in mind, Western incompetence often translates into profit. And you start and think about it. You know, when you talk about, you know, for instance, lack of health care in society, it doesn't make any sense at all, right? Because if you have a population that's sick, eventually it eventually costs you more money simply because your population is more sickly. So it doesn't make any sense. It becomes totally ir- ir- irrational. Also, with respect to quality education, you think about in terms of creating institutions specifically, that the, the education is not up to par to ensure that, Large number of people, particularly in the African community, don't have access to quality education. It's ridiculous because you're in a creating a group of large groups of people who are not able to function in society. And and the, 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 the irony is that having people who are properly educated can contribute to the growth of the of the society economically and otherwise. So it doesn't make sense to to artificially. Concoct a, a educational system which is geared toward dumbing down the population. It's totally, it's totally, it's totally, ironic. Also, when you talk about profits in terms of businesses, I mean, when we talk about profits, you know, businesses taking these profits as opposed to investing in a business to expanding the business for the purpose of employing people, which is good for the economy because people have money to spend. They're talking about giving money to people who are already wealthy. So it's so it's totally it's totally it's totally whacked. Uh, so, 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 this, this, so this in, in other words, so this kind of, comp, this kind of incompetence is part and parcel in terms of how capitalism works. Now, keep in mind also the question in terms of the role of culture in terms of this kind of incompetency that exists when it comes to capitalism. But if you think back, there was a book called Afri- uh, "Historians Against History." Uh, it was by D.W. D.W. Nobles, and the book simply in te- details, you know, the Western elites a desire to eliminate Western African history. In the context of destroying African history, they wanted to downplay the importance in terms of, you know, socialized, loving, people actually sharing, caring, and caring about one another. In this place, they elevated the whole questions around classism and racism. Now, clearly, you know, uh, we we could argue, you know, when you elevate classism and racism, then you contribute to a society which is chaotic and uh, destructive. But yet, we have to keep in mind, in the context of, pursuit of power and control, those things are not perceived as incompetent. They're perceived as competent because the incompetence ensures power and control. Contrary, contrary to that, if you, if capitalism practice competence, then it threatens power and control of Western elites. Think about that one for, for instance. So when we talk about in terms of systematic uh, the structural inequality in terms of capitalism, it's implied that it's incompetent. But keep in mind we have to talk about the role in terms of culture, in terms of elevating this whole incompetency. And so see, one of the things that, you know, you know, is for us who are rational, we look at the system and we say, Damn, why do these ridiculous things which are counterproductive? Well, for for the ruling class, for the white ruling class, their position is that no, 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 no. What we do, we do because it's in it interest of power and control. And so what we perceive as incompetent they perceive as competent because their focus is control and power. So that's important that we 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 uh, we, we raise that point because the brother made a very good point in terms of incompetence, and he's absolutely correct. But understanding that the incompetence is a part and parcel capitalist system because it empowers Western elites, and that is a real irony. Uh, but anyway, so the brother, perhaps brother can call next week. We can continue this, this discourse around this question in terms of incompetence. Uh, but having said that, Brother Africa, as always, you know, I you know, encourage people, you know, to, to unravel the matrix because uh, one of the things that when we talk about the structural decay of this capitalist society is it's, it's not, it's, it's not a figment of our imagination. This is, in fact, happening all the time. And my biggest concern is that given the power of the media in terms of the ability to dissuade, to persuade people or to believe in all kinds of fallacies, my biggest concern is that people will, will, will swallow the okie doke and actually believe – that the presidency is capable of bringing about the needed change in society that the society needs. The bottom line is that structurally speaking, the president is not designed, his office is not designed in terms of addressing these very critical problems that are confronting humanity. The system is designed to benefit those with capital. We have to fundamentally understand that. So, you know, I encourage people to please unravel that matrix because the situation is not getting better. It's getting worse all the time. And when we talk about police abuse and malfeasance, and we talk about these the horrible things that police perpetuate against the African community, understand clearly that these melodies or these very horrible things inflicted upon African people will continue unabated. And let's not deceive ourselves. We need organization. Brother Africa, you have a good night.
4: Do the same, Brother Hackie. Thank you very much for your country today's program. I am Brother Anthony. The last Thoughts. Your final thoughts for tonight, and talk a little bit about um, the, the inaugural program that will take place in Colombia, its significance, and how they can go and find out more information about that particular event.
5: Certainly. Um, my final thought for tonight is that we must get organized. Uh, let's see, our situation is getting worse by the day the longer we stay disorganized. Uh, one way of doing that is by joining or and or supporting the All African People's Revolutionary Party, GC. We're organizing a delegation to go to Colombia at the inauguration of uh, President-elect Gustavo Petro and Vice President-elect Francia Marquez, the first uh, African woman elected to the Vice Presidency of uh, Colombia. And we do that in uh, in honor of them and the work of the masses of Africans who organize in organizations and coalitions to make this uh, victory possible. And uh, you can visit our website www.a-aprp-gc.org to find out more about our position regarding uh, this electoral victory and how you can support our delegation to Columbia. Thank you for having me on the program tonight, and thank you uh, to our uh, guests, uh, the fellow panelists and the listening audience for having me.
4: Thank you, brother Anthony, uh, panelists and analysts, uh, special participants, and of course, our listening audience and supporters. As you know, Africa on the Moon is a weekly program under the banner of the African Awareness Association. We come to give you information and to challenge the powerful and the powerless to. Bring about a different world, a new world, a better world, a just world, a revolutionary world for change, change for the best. And the only way we can do that is by having the proper information and the organization make up to make that happen. Remember, as Secretary once stated, organization decides everything. So we like to encourage our brothers and sisters and all those struggling for a better humanity. It's for us to gather Let's get organized. Organization is the key. It will set all people free. So, again, this is the first part of a two-part series. It's all about the money. We'll see you next week, same time, same station, and the number. Let's continue to describe the before ever, backwards, never. I'm Brother Africa, and this has been Africa on the Moon. And we will play some sounds of sweet liberation as we close out today's program. We thank you for supporting us. If you have any comments, interviews, feel free to email us at on the move 2 at gmail.com. It's to eat on
1: the
10: beach. Hey, this one the beat is talentana He go make you the next go Africa, Make here, it gon' make you manya-manya, in manya-manya this, this is for people we kalaka, hey! people we kalaka Ya hey! hey! nandi walanya, hey! nandi kalanya It gon' make you feel better, this can take away palapa This can take away wala, it gon' make you feel nicer Oh yeah, let's go to Kenya, Rwanda and Tanzania No go sameru michel, gonna plow to them. I am a beauty because I become a mafrican, because I hate it. Make it up here. 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 Everybody, because I become a I hate it. Here. 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 This one not die yo. Oh. If you dey dance and make you no fight yo. Oh. Hey, you go forget your sorrow. Oh. Makachu pu, you go buy a pair for your moto. Oh. Hey, hey, this one not sarah sarah. The beat is You go make you manya manya. The next is manya manya. This is for people with a hey. Hey. people with a lot of hey. hey. yeah, Nandi with hey. hey. It lot of people make you feel better. This can take it with this can take it with mama Mama Africa, make it just Sara, Sara, le. Oh, Sara, Sara, le. Mama Africa, Sara, Sara, le. Make it Sara, Sara,
14: The prisons dying over money and relying on religion for help We do for self like ants in a colony organized a welcome to a socialist economy A way of life based off the common need And all my comrades are ready We just spreading the seed. To have a black male Live a third of his life in a jail cell Cause the world is controlled by the white man, And the people don't ever get justice And the women don't ever get respected And the problems don't ever get solved And the job so the always be late. You be late. In no more bondage, no more political monsters, no more secret space launches. Government departments started it in the projects. Material objects, thousands up in the closets. Could have been invested in the future for my comrades. Battle contacts, primitive weapons out in combat. Many never come back. Pretty niggas be running with gas. Rather get shot in they back than fire back. We're tired of that. Corporations hiring blacks. Denying the facts, exploiting us all over the map That's why I write the shit I write in my rap It's documented, I minute it Every day of the week, I live in it, in it It's more than just fucking believing it I'm holding in one, rolling up my sleeves and shit It's C-Lo for push-ups now, many headed for one conclusion Niggas ain't ready for revolution black now, live a third of his life in a jail town Cause the world is controlled by the white male And the people don't never get justice And the women don't never get respected And the problems don't never get solved And the jobs don't never pay enough So the rent always be late Can you relate? we living
11: in a police state Black man. On and get a CAT scan. I had too straight, too tight. We got a backhand. There ain't no Batman in this black land. I wish a rich nigga would come and save the day and pave the way. Ain't no amazing grace. I blaze the haze to remain the faith. 20 years for my medicine, but they want to throw me away for that. Then turn around and legalize it. I wish being black was truly accepted. 400-year elephant in the room. This ain't a new deal. They've been treating us like animals. We in a zoo still. So let me tell you how I feel. Guilty conscience, stumps. Common sense every day, y'all. Ignore the issues, look at the victim like it's dayfall. As if a wagon ain't harassing, waiting for Jaywalkers in front of the building, minding your business. News to pay your bills as if that wasn't to mention. Conjunction, junction, tell me what's your intention. Don't call him king, then treat him like some common folk. You a fighter like Ronda Rose. Rousey move around the rope. Drowsy with a cloud of smoke. How do you do for Maui, bro? Traveling around the globe, you didn't know, but now you know. Early morning rise. Since my end of alarm kicking Birdman, hand ropes Feeling my palms hitching I need a spiritual thought with top, that's top notch We watch Black Power docs And study our oh, chakras. Oh child, don't you ever Come, come down You acting like the Sun ain't out or We gon' competition yeah. Fly on out here Fly on out Oh child, don't you ever Come, calm down You acting like the find me out He's
14: it in. Fly on out, of here. fly on out. Oh dear, black man, tell me what happened. <laughs> you can't be low with your clothes everlasting. Oh. Him with your ass on ass like I has been raising the trap when the guards talk math and move with a Mac ten. Oh. Not that nigga back then, but look now, nigga I'm established. Oh. Cut camera action, I cut lines with my sad card. My bitch is packing, then I'm cutting in line with a bad boy. Ooh. They caught him flagging, then huddle round him with a stat chart. Look, you stay awake wake up feeling better than I am. Been. Check out my melanin, it's now the makeup for the mannequin that wants to be the same as a slave on a sedative. You kill culture, I give knowledge, I fix stylish. Crane kicks in Balenciagas and Balenciagas is speaking science and bodegas daggers that grow flavors was taught language, was taught to talk with the razor from having Spanish neighbors. Viva
1: Africa!
10: in Africa, hey. he love piano, no. Valentino, hey. I, I Africa, we love in everybody, when you come to Africa, feel at home over there, no matter where you're from, no. As I say scream and shout, life is too short No matter where you come from, Africa is your home Scream and shout, come dance with me Kenya, South Africa, yeah, Mama Africa.
3: Changes Hung by noose Can't tell the truth Filled with abuse And everywhere there's danger How long can this go on? We'll be there while lives won't be in danger And when the light is clear Oh, how beautiful I will be To know that I've been here And made it through my journey Yeah, And made it through my journey But in the sacrifice of this blood, of this dance with death, comes life more rich, more pure, more alive, where death spent many lonely nights pacing the floors of his funeral hollow, waiting for someone to die. Pelleverino, a French word called the place of torture, became a place of strength, a place where faces of white saints became faces of black gods